Hello, welcome off curve. I am wicked good. I am talking to you about Hearthstone while I am sitting not on my stream. This is the first time that we're doing it this way, but I'm really excited. So um, this is, as you might expect, being this close to the expansion release. This is the card review episode. It, we had to skip it for United and Stormwind. I'm very excited to be getting back to it. And I have a, a special guest to join me, and which the, the yin to my yang, as, as some might say, um, the, and he comes up very often in card reviews anyway, so I thought it was only appropriate to invite him on at least once to, uh, to give his take. So, Sadisi, welcome to Off Curve. Very happy to have you um, representing those of us of our vintage on the, uh, on the card review. Hey, thank you, thank you. Good to, good to be here. Thanks for, thanks for coming over to my channel and uh, really yeah. excited about the review. Yeah, so we are doing this on CDC's channel tonight, and then we're doing it on my channel, uh, Wicked Good FM, tomorrow night. Because, um, you know, wanted to make sure that CDC could still get a stream in, and also we can talk about the Hunter cards on this stream, and we're going to talk about the Priest cards on the second half, so it all kind of works out. Um, but CDC, for those of you who have who don't know who you are somehow, um, would you like to introduce yourself to the listeners and, uh, you know, tell them what your, your claim to fame is, as it were? Uh, claim to fame. I don't know. Hunter, Hunter, uh, obsessed Hunter nut job. I don't know. Um, but, uh, I've tried to be a one-stop shop for Hunter content and, uh, usually off meta, uh, creations, but, uh, you know, try to, to, uh, honor all the Hunter decks equally. So that's what my, I try to keep track of all that on Twitter. And then I like to stream twice a week to, uh, to play some decks and, uh, get a little bit of dad legend time in, but I, you know, full-time dad life like you so it's, it can be tough sometimes and i know that even though you focus on hunter you do play other classes except for notably priests on occasion you know and enough yeah. to keep yourself abreast of the meta i would say yeah yeah i mean i know about the card the good cards in the meta i don't <laughs> play the other classes too much i do dust all my priest cards which is a point of contention between the two of us occasionally but <laughs> yeah but yeah. I, I mean, I did open up a Golden Maximum of Blastenheimer and haven't dusted it yet, and I won't do that on the on the podcast. I've, I've thought about it, but I won't do that. I want to be hospitable. <laughs> Maybe tomorrow. <laughs> Maybe tomorrow. We'll see how today goes. But, <laughs> but so so you know, do a good job or Maxima gets it. I guess is what I'm trying to say. But <laughs> yeah, I love it. I love it. Uh. Um, so, um, so we're going to go, we're going to go right into the card review. Cause we've got a lot of ground to cover. We have 135 cards that we need to talk through. Um, for those of you who are listening, um, for the first time to one of these, and which is possible because it's been a little bit since we've done one of these, um, there just a couple of ground rules. So generally, uh, what we are doing is we're rating them not so much based on as like a crafting guide or a dusting guide. Like if we rate something a five, don't go and craft it on day one necessarily, unless it's a priest card, then go ahead. Um, if it's a one, then, you know, don't necessarily dust it right away. Uh, we're looking at this more for like the, the deck that wants it. So the deck that wants it may not exist right now, or it may not exist when the meta starts, but that doesn't mean the card is worthless. It means that, you know, where is this card going to fit? into decks going forward. So generally, something that's five is a build-around or something that's going to be an auto-included every deck for that class. Um, four would be something that is an, uh, an include in most decks or a very important component for a meta deck. Three would be kind of supporting cards 
for um for those classes or or for those decks rather or some you know compelling tech cards two are generally cards that might go in and out you know occasionally or the cards you'd play when you discover them but you're not going to put them in a deck and one is pretty much like you never want to see it um so those are that's pretty much how we're we're rating the cards um you know again for entertainment purposes only do not commit your dust based to the, based on these opinions um so we got a couple of new mechanics in this set that we probably should cover before we go into the cards because they'll be coming up a lot so so do you want to do you want to talk through those yeah sure um i can cover honorable kill i forget what the yep. uh what else we got the uh the, the what is it like the objective sites oh, yeah, I, I, I feel like i feel like every every card game has like a different name for like a place <laughs> and and so and and these aren't actually in effect like a, a a formal keyword but they're a particular type of spell right so the um the objectives are i guess they're in place they're their spell they're in 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 play for three turns and they usually have a, a an effect at the end of turn i believe on all of them um or, and, or like an aura effect i think oh, an aura right? effect. yeah yeah because I think some of them was like so whenever you play a minion, give it plus X plus X or something like that. So you make this investment. It's kind of a tempo loss to invest, but then maybe the payoff is worth it and you get some some payoff from it that's worth worthwhile. So they're, they're kind of interesting. And then uh, honorable kill um, is where if you kill a minion with exact damage, uh, you get some benefit. So uh, Hunter has a card that puts secrets into play, and you know there's other effects. So that's only exact damage killing a minion, though. Yeah, and and destroy effects don't count for that. Ah, yes, importantly, sir. it has to actually be killed with damage and for exact damage. So it's it's similar to overkill from Rastakhan's Rumble, though we all kind of want to forget Rastakhan's Rumble. Um, but it's a, even a little bit more restrictive than that. Um, so yeah, so th- those are the two mechanics, and and there are probably a couple other things that'll um you know come up as we go we'll we'll cover them as we go but and and oh i guess the other thing is that we're getting hero cards back um so minor detail yeah if you're if you haven't played in like the past if you just started like the last six months i guess and and i'm sure there are some folks who have right so a hero card is um it it costs a amount of mana it replaces your hero portrait and your hero power gives you five uh five armor it has a battle cry and then it, it changes your hero power to do something um these hero cards are not as tuned towards infinite value as the ones that we're used to. Like, it's certainly not Galakrond um, that we're getting back. It seems like more like a bunch of Zul'jins is, is what these feel like. I don't know if you'd agree. I mean, you're, you're the Zul... You're, Zul you and Zul'jin are like BFFs, so you would probably know better than I would. But I, I, it kind of, these kind of all feel like, like different flavors of Zul'jin to me. Yeah, that's, that's a good... I think that's a good baseline. There's not... Uh, our, you know, Hunters isn't, you know, Deathstalker Rexar levels or anything, so... yeah. I mean, you still get a beast every turn. That, not that's bad, true. That's but, true. But we we we'll we'll get to hunter. We'll we'll keep the we'll keep the folks in suspense a little bit. But we'll um, we'll start with the other hunter, demon hunter. So um, and you you know you are uh, I'll, I'll be more than happy to let you uh, take the first one, and we can kind of go from there. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Uh, so this is uh, I guess for our podcast audience, I should do a good job reading it, huh? We have. Uh, Kurtra's Demon Render, six mana hero card, gives you five armor and has a battle cry summon two, one, four demons with rush. And the demons get better by one increments of one attack. Um, and I'm not exactly sure how that happens, but they get better during the game somehow, right? Yeah, it says improved by your hero attacks this game. So I guess every time that you attack, it ah, adds. Attack. 
I, I don't know if it's plus one plus O oh, or plus one plus one. It's not super clear. I would imagine it's probably just attack. So every time that you attack adds to their attack. Gotcha. Right. And then the hero power gives you plus two attack. After a friendly minion attacks, it refreshes. So you can kind of get plus two attack over and over again with the hero power um, as you attack with your minions. So that's pretty cool. To me, this card seems just good on its own because you get the minions and you get like twin slice on a hero power. I'm not sure. Some people have been telling me some combos where you kind of play a bunch of tokens and you buff your uh, your hero power super big and OTK people, but it seems kind of conditional. Like you got to, uh, you know, your opponent has to have minions for you to trade into. So I don't know if, is that... Uh, and not have a taunt, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> not having a taunt is kind of important for that. Um, but I mean, I, I don't know. It just, even so, like, yeah, it's not busted, busted. Um... But at the same time, like, this is just what Deathrattle Hunter does. Deathrattle Demon Hunter does, right? Like, it plays a bunch of things that expect to die. They spawn more things that also die. And then, you know, you may have to play the card that reduces your hero power to zero. Maybe not. But, like, I, I'm not... I don't know if it seems like it's that out of line for to think of this as, like, a third Eladari Inquisitor. You know? Because I figure, like, you're not going to get, like, 30 attack out of this. But, I mean, I don't think it's out of the question to kind of get your get three or four hero powers in, right? And that's assuming that we don't have anything that synergizes with hero powers. We don't really right now, but uh, but you could, right? Like, right. they've printed those kinds of things before. So anything that refreshes is always a little bit scary. And, I mean, you, I mean, we can see from, like, you know, Quest Hunter, like, when you can refresh the hero power, you can generally juice it up pretty hard if you're if you're committed to doing that. It's true. And I don't know, maybe there's some cross synergy with other archetypes. Like maybe you can make a crazy lion's frenzy weapon or something in combination yeah. with the hero power. You know, there's probably some nuts things I, I can't think of uh, that some demon hunter experts will come up with. But it does seem strong on its own. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm, I'm looking at a four for this. Like, I don't know. I, I don't know that it's necessarily like it, it feels like it's which is good. It's not necessarily going to fit into quest hunt, quest demon hunter as much just because like you need more minions and less things that draw you cards. But that said, like there's a way to get a, a deck like this together. And I mean, token demon hunter was almost a thing at the end of Barons anyway. So like we've got enough to get there. And if this is kind of the payoff for that, then I could see them, you know, pushing that over. This this feels like like a draconid operative where they're pushing that archetype because they've been trying to print stuff for it for like two years, and now they really really want us to do it. Yeah, I'm with you on the four. I like that. Yeah. All right, so let's move on to car. Is it Caria Felsol? Sounds good. Karia. Yeah. I, I want to say Carla, but I don't know. But that's <laughs> Maybe I'll end up calling it that anyway. But so it's a six mana six six legendary minion with a battle cry transform into a six six copy of a demon in your deck. So the other, the other archetype that they've been pushing forever that that's kind of taken off, but not really. It, it's kind of had some fits and starts as big demon hunter, and this is clearly a big demon hunter card, right? Like you're you're not you're just putting big demons in your deck, like and it's not it's not necessarily that you have to only put big minions in your deck. Because as long as the demons are big, and and we've seen, you know, uh, what's it, Taint Heart and um, and Pit Commander, and and there's a whole bunch of an Eldari Inquisitor. Obviously, I mean, at a minimum, this is just a third Eldari Inquisitor. 
um, that costs six, which is a little bit easier to get off. I mean, I, I would, I don't know if you're playing it in like a deck that's just running Illidari Inquisitor, though I wouldn't necessarily put that out of the question. Um, but certainly in a big demon hunter, this is going to, this is going to be there. I agree with that. I don't know. It certainly restricts your deck building a bit, right? You're not putting this in yeah. something with tiny demons. Or maybe there's a tiny demon with a cool effect that I'm forgetting about that you would want a 6-6 version of, but I don't know. I've seen I've seen you a want lot a giant of... Moarg? I don't, know. I don't know if you want like a giant Moarg artificer. I don't know if you really want that, but you could. I've seen a lot of mixed feedback on this one. I, I'm not sure what to think. I mean, it it's kind of clunky, right? 6-mana six 6-6? Six, six? I guess if you always get an Inquisitor from it, it's probably worth it. But if you yeah, have any, I mean, they, variants... they play uh, they play the Fell Screamer now, right, to get the Illidari Inquisitor out at six or out at five with the hero power. So like six for it's a little bit less damage, but even six damage face plus the attack is not terrible. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I, I guess it just, it just like if if Big Demon Hunter is a deck, this will be in it. I just don't know if this has any. Any sort of a place outside of that deck. Gotcha. Yeah, I think for that reason, I'm going to give it a three, even though that might be a yeah. little low. I mean, I'll give it a four only because, like, I think that if Big Demon Hunter is going to see play, this will be in it every time. Um, but outside of that, I don't know if it's generally good or not. We have a five-mana sigil, which is kind of unheard of. A sigil of reckoning. Uh, so it's a fell uh, spell. At the start of your next turn, summon a random demon from your hand. So very powerful uh, at five mana. Uh, I think this card is kind of insane just because, you know, we've seen a lot of demon cheating, demon ramping, and this kind of takes it to the next level, I think. Yeah, I mean, this is either amazing or trash. I'm not quite sure which it is. <laughs> like, it's it's five mana, do nothing, right? Like, it, it you have to get the value out of it the next turn. And you're basically giving up your entire turn to get that big effect next turn. Now... If it's a nine drop or an Illidari Inquisitor that you're getting for free, it's that's great, right? I mean, we we played Skull, uh, you know, Skull of Minari too, and that's basically what oh, like a one time Skull of Minari. So, is that and and I mean, we could do th- there are like things like Felgorger that'll discount this. There's, um, you know, there are other things that can kind of work with it. It's just like how much are you going all in on Big Demon Hunter? Like how many of those? kinds of effects do you have because if you don't have a demon in your hand this is also dead true right so i'm kind of at a three with it just because like i feel like if it's in the big demon hunter it'll it'll see play probably but it also could just be one of those cards that you draw it and it's like oh great like that doesn't you know like when you top deck it you're gonna be sad right it's kind of a boomer bust kind of card isn't it yeah and and i'm i'm all in favor of boomers but not not this one so yeah I don't know. I mean, like, compared to the Legendary, this puts the full-statted Big Demon into play, which is an upside, right? Yeah, I guess it's a matter of whether you want the statue or whether, whether you want the card text, right? Because if you want the card text, then Kari is better. If you want the stats, this is clearly better, right? Yeah, I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go up. I'm going to go to a four on this one. I think this is going to be kind of nuts. Maybe I'll... Yeah, I, I mean, I think I it'll definitely be... Yeah, it'll be part of that deck. I just don't know if it's going to be... If it's going to be good, I don't know if that deck's going to be good enough, but also I don't know if this is going to be, you know, ridiculous or not. What so. about this in like a demon package in a Jace deck or something? That could be. Yeah, like... I could see it. I mean, that would replay it, right? That mm-hmm. would, that could be part of like a fell demon hunter. Yeah, I could see that maybe as like a one of. 
And if you have, like, an Illidari Inquisitor that you can use as reload for the following turn, maybe? Yeah, okay, I could go up to a four on that. I, I could see, you know, that kind of a, that kind of a thing working out, potentially. Nice, I'm already upselling you. Like a big you. fell demon. Yeah, see, you're, you're, you're getting there. We haven't even talked about the other the real hunter yet. We're still on the fake hunter. <laughs> At least you said it that way, not the other way around. <laughs> I, I know better than to insult you to your face. So. <laughs> you, haven't, you haven't dusted Maxima yet. All right, so should we move? Not we, yet, not yet. She's still there. Out. She's still golden. <laughs> we need, a, we need a, a, a gong or something to know when I should switch. Uh, so we have um, the, is it your turn now? Yeah, so the Urzul Giants is a 13-mana 8-8 demon that costs one less for every friendly minion that died this game. So if we're doing token things, right, then this, then we'll play this. Like, I mean, we've had Flesh Giant for two years. We know how those types of effects work, and it's this game, not this turn, which is like Jumbo Imp was, was terrible, but th that was this turn. It had to be in your hand or whatever. Um, this is... You know, in the entire game, you, you're going to kill minions off in a demon in a death rattle demon hunter or a token demon hunter. You will do this. And then you have kind of this big minion, the 8-8 that you get to drop for three behind it. It seems like it's going to be kind of a no brainer in those types of decks. Yeah, I think 13 is kind of a big number. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I guess if you hit the right payoff cards where you have a bunch of tokens, then this thing could get cheap real fast. And philosophy is still a card, right? So. Yeah, you know, they could still copy I mean, so you this can get extra them. throw down some big, big giants pretty quick. Yeah. And I mean, no. if you're, you, you know, you're running the, the ones that, the, you know, the two, two that drops the adventurer, you're running the, the cards that summon death rattles are your, out of your hands. You're running the, you know, the three, three rush that drops two one ones. Like you can just kind of get there, right? That's true. Yeah, I guess this could be pretty reasonable mid game. Yeah. Actually, I'm go. I, I don't know why I had this on a three as a three on the spreadsheet. I'm going to go up to a four on this, just because I think that there's enough. Um, there's enough of these types of cards. Like, I mean, if Brute can see play, I think this can see play. You know? Yeah, that's true. I'm going to keep it at a three. It seems yeah. like an, something that's going to go in a specific deck and not necessarily be, you know, bonkers and everything. So. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's going to go in like the big demon hunter deck, even though it's big. Yeah. Just because like those aren't those things aren't going to die quickly enough, but in anything that has a lot of little little dudes, then I think this will be fine. Nice, nice. The little little dude friend for for Demon Hunter, I like it. <laughs> yeah, little dude Demon Hunter. We'll start calling it that deck. There okay, Draco Cat, make that happen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, uh, let's move on. I guess um, Field of Strife, two mana objective. Uh, your minions have plus one attack and last three turns. So this one's kind of more of the aura effect. Um, I don't know about this card. Like, if you have a bunch of tokens on board, it's pretty cool. It's kind of like a cheap raid leader that kind of sticks around. They can't interact with it. But it seems kind of clunky like it... I don't know. I don't know if this is enough for the investment. So this is like half of a, half of a Savage Roar, right? That sticks around. I guess it's, you know... If you're running things like expendable performers, right, you can play this to set it up and then you have the expendable performance the following turn and then you get to basically clear whatever you want. Um, and maybe this is an alternate win condition for something like, you know, like a Death Rattle Demon Hunter where you kind of get those big boards, you get the, 
you know, you you get the big legendary, you get the big. I I I'm, I can't remember card names for for my life today, and I don't know why that is. But um, but you know, you have turn seven, you you set up the big turn where you have all the minions. Or maybe that you play this on turn six, turn seven, you drop the legendary, and then turn eight, you have all those things attacking, plus the Eldari Inquisitor. You know, there I could see an, a world in which that works. It's just it's it's slow, right? But I mean, two man is not the worst. I mean, we played Savage War for three. Yeah, I guess the the fact that you can set it up in advance is an advantage, right? Like if you know you have your performers and your other token cards ready to go, you can drop this, right? So that's, that's kind of nice. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's probably a three. Like I'm not excited about it, but I, I feel like it's probably like any sort of like a, a Savage Roar type effect in a deck that wants to run a lot of minions, which Demon Hunter will, I think it'll probably see play. So what are you giving it? I'll, I'm, I'm going to be at a three with it. I'm not... I'm not in love with it, but I feel like if we're doing Kurtris things, then we're probably going to run this card, right? Gotcha. I think I'm going to go lower. I think I'm going to go two. Okay. Because it seems maybe I'm biased because I keep trying to make this stuff work in, in regular Hunter, and uh, it doesn't. It's terrible there. <laughs> but uh, I'm, I'm a bit skeptical yeah. on the the tokeny yeah. archetype. I, I mean, I guess the way to think about this is like if you had unleashed the hounds, and I hate to bring up sore subjects. But you know, if you had, if you had unleashed the hounds back, like how good would this be with unleashed the hounds, right? Oh yeah, yeah. This would be this would be good with unleashed the hounds for yeah. sure. Yeah. Nice. All right. Uh, uh, yeah. Shall okay. We move on? So so we will move on to Warden of Chains, which is a format of two six taunts. Battle cry if you're holding a demon that costs five or more, gain plus one plus two. So this is a three eight taunt in Big Demon Hunter. If you're playing Big Demon Hunter, I guess you have to play this. Like, it's not a demon itself, at least. So it doesn't have anti-synergy with pulling itself out as, like, a 2-6 taunt that nobody cares about. But you're going to have to hold the demon, and then you have to play this. And, I mean, you probably need it just to not die before you can play the big minions. But I'm not really excited about this. Yeah, like, it seems like a good card to me. Like, stats for the mana, right? And you're going to probably have a demon in hand that you know would activate this i guess to me it's like maybe it's a, cu- a question of how many four drops they're running like they're already running was it the is it the fell screamer what's the one that discounts the mana cost yeah and, the, the raging fell screamer yeah. yeah like how many i don't know how many four drops they can fit so maybe this is like a one of or something in a big demon hunter deck yeah no. i i mean i guess it and how much is that going to help you at that point i you know i mean it might it might buy you a turn or two um but i mean it's just like there's enough there's going to be enough removal in this format too that I don't know that a three eight taunt's gonna hold that hold the line that long, right? Like if if you're dealing with like taunt druid, then maybe this buys you a turn or two. But even then, like that's gonna they're gonna arbor up into this, right? Yeah, and and like their minions aren't even gonna die. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, Chad's pointing out that this can kind of be your your <laughs> setup into a sigil, right? Which could be kind of good. But yeah, yeah. I what mean, are you facing? You're, you're hoping <laughs> you kind of need that, right? Because if you're playing if, if you're playing like Five mana do nothing. You kind of need that to last for like two turns to protect your face. I guess the question is, is that going to live two turns? I don't know if it is. In the, against the decks where you where you care about it, right? So right. I don't know. I'm you probably a two with three. it. Like, you know, two. Yeah. I'm gonna go three. I think. Okay. Yeah. I think. I mean, it's fine, but it's like I could see it just dropping out, right? Like a big taunt does just doesn't do as a, I. I you know I know from big taunts. <laughs> 
right? And right. big taunts do not protect your face as much as you would like them to. I mean, it's like it's it's way better Senjin Shield Master, but I guess we're kind of but past it that is. time. It, it, yeah, it <laughs> is definitely better than Senjin Shield Master. I, I will give it that much. <laughs> Flanking maneuver, four cost spell, summon a four two demon with rush. If it dies this turn, summon another. Oh my goodness. This is like the uh, the the mummy that Warrior had. Yeah, Restless Mummy. Yeah, this is better Restless Mummy, basically. I mean, I guess Restless Mummy, you get the 3-2 regardless. This one, oh, you have to kill this off. So if you just play it for tempo, then you won't get it. But other than that, like, if you're trading off basically anything, then you get another one. So that seems pretty good. This is like a modular Bladestorm or something nuts, man. You can clear a whole board with this thing. Yeah, I guess the question is, do, do you... I don't know that it goes infinite. I think the second one... Or maybe it does. I don't... No, it only summons it one. Only yeah, summons I think, one, I think huh? that was answered. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Okay. So it's not going to go infinite. That would be that would be completely busted. <laughs> All right, well, if... if... That, would be, that would be a six, and we'd be waiting for the nerf to come on day one. But yeah, I think if you're getting, like, two four, four twos out of this, even if the... It, you either get to trade two things off, or... So you're getting to do you know, eight, eight damage across two bodies for four mana, or you're getting your deal four and get a four, two, like either one of those is fine. Right. Like yeah. you, you would take those anytime. Yeah, absolutely. And this is great. And, you know, if you're trying to reduce the cost of your giants or you're, uh, buffing your, your hero power, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. This seems to synergize nicely with everything else they've got going on in this set. Yeah, I mean, this is pretty much like this is the kind of removal that you would expect Demon Hunter to have, right? Like, the, you know, just running things into it. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going to give this a four. I think that this is pretty flexible and just like any sort of a slower Demon Hunter, but particularly the ones that are going to synergize with things dying. It seems like this is kind of a no-brainer. Yeah, and Draco's saying this is kind of meta-dependent. I can see that, right? Like, if you have a lot of, you know, if your opponents aren't playing minions or, you know— you know, this doesn't like line up right. It might be kind of a meta call, but I, I, yeah, I, but I mean, worst comes yeah. to worst, it's still a four mana four two that they're going to have that your opponent has to deal with. Like if your opponent's just like playing off the board, like if you're playing against quest mage, it's still a format. Well, you don't want to play minions into quest mage, but whatever. But like, you know, it's still a format of four two that that offers a threat at least. It's not like you know when you're playing you know with something like I don't know like drain soul and your opponent doesn't have any minions, it's just sitting in your hand the whole game. You can at least get it out of your hand. I'm on the fence between a three and a four. I think I'll go up to a four in this one, but it's, I don't know. It's kind of tough to, tough to judge. Yeah. I mean, it could go in and out depending on the meta, but I think there's going to be enough decks that are going to have minions that it'll, it'll probably see enough play. Nice. All right. Okay. Um, so now we are on to battle worn Vanguard, which is a two mana, two, two common minion after your hero attacks, summon two, one, one fell wing. So this is like, every attack so theoretically you could just keep you know making things but the fell wings are just like dumb idiots like they don't they don't have rush they don't have taunt they don't do anything they're just one ones if you want a ton of things to die you could probably you could play this i i feel like you probably have better ways to get one ones into play than sticking this i mean this is a three drop really Right, this is like a three mana two two. I guess it's a three mana four four. If you're attacking on the turn you play it, which is not terrible, but you know you. I think there are just better ways to get one ones into play than this. I don't know. I think it's 
it's great stats for the mana cost though right especially if you have a one mana weapon equipped already yeah is this like an aggro card like an aggro demon hunter card i mean i think it's like that kurtris card right like the yeah. kurtris deck wants this because it's just got things that are going to die you guys i guess you don't if they're born to die right then that's fine like you don't necessarily care if they're just going to get wiped out with like a condemn or whatever um that's that's kind of their their goal in life anyway but you have to remove um, this right like if you're the opponent you you have to get this thing off the you know out of there right can't just leave this sitting around yeah i guess i guess i guess this is kind of a persistent threat it is quite a bit of tempo i mean you you can see what druid does with just like the stupid one ones off adorable infestation hunter too <laughs> i don't know it, i'm surprised they didn't make it a three two you know knowing how they like to print demon hunter cards but yeah this seems strong to me I, I, I think I would give it a three or a four, maybe a four. Yeah. I'll come up to a three on it. Like, I'm not 100% convinced, but I'm also not an aggro player. So maybe I would be a little bit more excited about this if I played more aggro. Um, usually I just queue into a taunt and then I get frustrated and quit out of the client. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I, I could go up to a three on it. I think that, you know, the fact that it's persistent threat, it's not a battle cry, does make it better. You You are kind of locked into attacking every turn, but that's... That's Demon Hunter's jam anyway. What was the four two um, they had that had the same effect? Did that print one? Did that make one ones or two? Oh, the that was the um oh that was the oh gosh it's in Battlegrounds now too and I can't remember the name of it. Didn't make Sater it in Overseer. Court. Thank you, Draco. Sater Overseer. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and you also had the the um the weapon like the two mana weapon that summoned two one ones when you played it, and that was fine, right? So maybe this is better than getting a credit for. I can go up to a three on it. Dread Prison Glaive. So it's a one mana, one three common weapon. Uh, has honorable kill. Deal damage equal to your hero's attack to the enemy hero. So in theory, you play this, you slap your opponent's one health minion, and you honorable kill it, and then you also get to deal the one damage from the weapon to your opponent's face. So that's pretty cool. And you know, yeah, or two with the hero power, right? right? To me, that stood out as one thing that's kind of cool about this card is you, with Demon Hunter Hero Power, you kind of have some flexibility on how you're going to honorable kill something. Kind of nice. Yeah, I mean, it's it makes it a little bit less awkward. Like, I think honorable kill, I've basically been evaluating it as kind of like a bonus, right? Like, most of the time, it's not going to go off, but the, kind, the times that it does go off, it'll be nice. I think it's a little bit more likely to go off with this card. Just because you can you can tweak it a little bit better, even if you buff the attack of the weapon, then you still have the plus one attack. You can kind of choose between two, and and it does kind of remove and do face damage at the same time. It just it just feels like it's not. I, I, maybe again, maybe this is just me not playing enough aggro. It feels still kind of underwhelming when you have things like Tusk Piercer, um, when you have things like you know like the like the life steal weapon. Like there are enough weapons in Demon Hunter that this feels like it's, and maybe maybe one rotation comes, this will be a little bit better, right? Yeah, I was kind of thinking that too. Like, are you going to run? And let's say you're making trying to make your battle sworn vanguard work, right? Are you going to run Trim Crescents and the uh, the one two Death Rattle, uh, you know, tutor weapon and this? You're going to run like six weapons. This one kind of seems like the odd one out to me, but I might be I might be off base. Maybe it's a meta call, like what minions we want to kill. But to me, it seems like a, maybe a post rotation pick. Yeah, though I mean, true. Once true aim rotates, it might be an easier pick. It might be an easier call, right? 
Because Terrain, that that was Scotlamance, right? Because that's a that's a dual class card. So that's gonna rotate. Yeah, like are we are we killing aggro druids still, or are we just, you know, slapping people in the face with this because they're not playing minions? It's kinda hard to say. But yeah, I think I don't know. We could be in flying cars by then. Yeah, you know, that's the future. Fair point. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm gonna give this a maybe two. The, the, maybe that's the StarCraft expansion. Ooh, you know? ooh there we go. <laughs> I think I'm gonna go two on this. I don't know. Yeah, I, that's where I am too. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I, like again, I'm. I'm kind of down on honorable kill across the board, but you know, th- this one seems better than most, I guess. And then finally, we have Flag Runner, which is a three mana one six minion. Whenever a friendly minion dies, gain plus one attack. So we've seen a bunch of token demon hunter cards. They're clearly pressing it. This is a lot of butt. Um. It's you're probably not playing it on three a lot of the time unless you really got like the nutso curve right. Um, but uh, it's a lot of butt. It's just how big is the attack going to get by the time that you know your opponent can trade into it? Like you know if it's if it's six butt right, but your opponent has two three attack minions and they can just kill it. You know then who cares right? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm kind of on the fence about this one. It's. The stat line, you know, it seems pretty thick, right? But Hunter also got a three mana one six, and that is arguably worse than this card. But it's still, you know, the six health is less good than you think, you know. <laughs> Sometimes, I mean, the two of them together would be amazing, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, I I love playing Scavenging Hyena, and I wish it had six health to start with. Sometimes that would make it a lot better. So, you know, then Demon Hunter is going to make a lot of tokens. Yeah. I mean, I guess the deck that wants this is going to make a lot of tokens, right? Like, yeah. you're not necessarily going to throw this in every deck, and it's a matter of, like, how good is Token Demon Hunter? Because you're not, you're never playing this outside of Token Demon Hunter, like, ever. Um, I, I'm kind of at a two with it. I, I don't, yeah. I think it, it I'm, I'm hedging because I feel like it could see play, and if it does see play, then it's going to be oppressive because six health is a ton. Like, they had to nerf uh, Evil Miscreant from 1-5, and that wasn't even getting extra attack, right? So, like, anytime that we've seen six health on something that costs less than five mana, that's tended to get nerfed. So uh, that's where I'll go up to a two on it. But I just don't know if I don't know if this deck is going to get it there. Yeah, I'm going to give it a two as well. I'm not I'm not. I don't know. This seems this strategy seems super easy to 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 counter. So maybe it'll be a first week thing. It'll be good. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, I'm sure we'll see a lot of this week one. Absolutely. Okay, so that is Demon Hunter, and then we move on to Druid. Wild Heart Guff, who I, I hope his emotes are delightful. I really do. Like, I love I love Fauna Friend Guff, and I, I can only imagine what the emotes are going to be like. But so this is Wild Heart Guff, five mana, uh, hero card, battle cry, set your maximum mana to 20, gain a mana crystal, draw a card. And then your hero power becomes choose one, draw a card, or gain a mana crystal. So this is five mana to wild growth, draw a card and gain five armor. Forget about everything else, right? Like you, we, we would, we play that card. Like it doesn't really matter about the maximum mana. Nothing else really matters. Like five mana to ramp, draw a card and get armor. Like unless we're playing like an aggro druid, I feel like we're going to play that no matter what. And then it, it can set up some, 
I mean, you can do disgusting things with 20 mana if you can get there. I think that's that might be Magical Christmas Land, <laughs> but I don't think you need to in order for this to be good in your deck. I, I'm, I'm with you on it. I, I think the, um, the hero power draws a card too, right? So that to me, yeah. I feel like one of the ways I beat Druid is when I finally run them out of cards or they, they can't keep drawing cards for some reason. So the hero power kind of scares me because it's just they're always going to have access to card draw, right? Yeah. I mean, I do, I do like that this is kind of a hero power that has an end. Like it's not creating value. It's accessing value, but that value will run out if they fatigue. Right, which was kind of the problem with a lot of the hero powers in like um, in Frozen Throne and in and in uh, Descent to Dragons, like where you could just kind of extend the game infinitely. Like this is going to run out because if you draw too much, you are just going to die. And then you know once you have twenty mana crystals, getting a mana crystal doesn't do anything. Um, but I, I do, I, I do think that this is going to just be a good card, regardless of what other. I, it might enable some disgustingness, but I don't even think we care. I think it's good enough just like on the front of it. It's almost. I think it's a yeah. five. Yeah, like I, it seems. I, I like what you said at the start, which you basically put this in every druid deck that's not aggro druid, right? And maybe you even put it in there. You might. I mean, it's if you're getting extra card draw, even like you know, late game, to, late, late game taunt druid might want this just to be able to get access to more card draw outside of like composting, right? Like I could see it. I don't. I I don't know what you'd take out because that list is pretty tight. But I, I, it wouldn't be the craziest thing in the world. So yeah. Yeah, I think it's an easy five. I think this is, I mean, it's its its not flashy, but I think low-key this is one of the best hero cards in the set. Yeah, I'll give it a five as well. Wing Commander Mulveric. Four mana, two five, legendary. He has Rush, or it has Rush. Uh, your minions have Honorable Kill, and the Honorable Kill is Summon a 2-2 Wyvern with Rush, or Wyvern, however you like to say it. I think it's Wyvern. Wyvern. I feel like we've had this discussion before. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> so the the reveal video of this thing was pretty cool because they they kind of they played this and then they traded off all the opponents' minions. They kept getting the wyverns out, and it just kind of it was just this great value to kind of contest the board with. At four mana, it seems a little clunky to me, um, but I don't know. I think it could be certainly good in some more board centric druid decks, right? Yeah, I mean, I guess if you think about what you're doing on turn four, you're usually, like, using Park Panther to get through a big thing, right? And if a couple of those get through the big thing, then you're at least, like, not giving up board to, to or at least not completely giving up board to chew through a taunt. I mean, this will probably be able to weaken whatever it is, right? Because it's and probably not die that early, at least if you're playing it on curve, because it's got Rush itself. And then if you're able to, you know, use those to clear off some other smaller threats, like you could chain this and it's going to be um, something of a, a must remove. I just. It does feel a little bit slow for an aggro druid, yeah. right? Like it, it feels like clearing a, a, a minion that's there specifically to clear board isn't necessarily what you want to be doing. Like Park Panther at least lets you go face. Yeah, right? maybe I'm off base. Maybe this is your. Uh, your defensive tool in a ramp deck. If you don't have overgrowth or something, you drop this and clear a bunch of face hunter minions. But I guess how many minions do you have, right? That are going to, I mean, you know, it, in that kind of a deck, right? Like, do you have like one or two minions? I mean, I guess, is this enough, right? Just to, if, if it's just this and it gets to clear off a two health minion and get another two, two, like, is that enough to start chaining against something like zoo? Maybe it is. Um, yeah. The, the, 
the honorable kill thing makes this very questionable to me. It's like, what are you, what are we trading off? Or, you know, can you change this or not? And, you know, <laughs> maybe too inconsistent. Right. And like the attack that you're doing is matters a lot for honorable kill. Like there's a, there's like a common that's like an eight, eight with honorable kill. It's like, good luck, buddy. But like, <laughs> but like, you know, with two, there's enough minions that you can get to two or that start at two that you can probably get some value out of this. I just don't know where it fits. So I, I feel like this is a very good card that I don't know where it goes, but that that said, if it, I I'm getting how Master Shaw vibes from it, it's not how Master Shaw by any stretch of the imagination, but it feels like it's in that conversation, you know? Yeah, it doesn't scale very well. It's like absolute trash after turn six or something, right? Yeah, uh, Drago Cat's pointing out it's good after a Glowfly Swarm, which it certainly is. Or, you know, yeah, I guess it would be the turn after a Glowfly Swarm, where you play that, and then you get a bunch of a bunch of things off, but your opponent needs to have a bunch of minions to trade off too. Yeah. Right. Like that's the other half of it. Like, yeah, like you can get, it's not death rattle. So I'm going to two, two with rush. And that's the, that's the thing that's, that's weird about it. Like your opponent has to have like stuff for you to trade into and attack into. So it's asking a fair amount. It's, I, I'm kind of talking myself down to a three with it. Yeah, I'm going to go down to a two. I think I, I was not sure okay. where this even lives. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not a fan. Like, the more I talk about a lot of these honorable kill cards, like, the more I talk myself out of it, because it's like, how often is this going to happen? And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it'll happen a lot. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I, I got to be a little more. I got to try to spice it up a little bit and just kind of go opposite of you just for. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's OK. We'll get to we'll get to priest soon enough. Sid rated this <laughs> two stars. <laughs> healing. What's healing? Yeah, exactly. Um. So capture cold tooth mine is Druid's objective. Um, or I guess it's not even an objective. It's just a that's a that's just a spell. Um, so it's two mana. Choose one. Draw your lowest cost card or draw your highest cost card. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll play this. This is pretty ridiculous. Like you, you will build your card. You'll you'll build your deck around this. You'll either have something that is extremely extremely cheap that you want, or something at the top end like Survival of the Fittest comes to mind immediately. Um, that's pretty easy. Maligos is another one that, that Chad is saying. That's that's pretty obvious. I mean, yeah. you know, we play tail in now. It doesn't say spell or minion, right? It just highest. It's or just low. hard. Yeah, yeah. So you know, whatever you want at your top end, like you're going to get your top end or whatever your top end is currently. Or or if you've drawn most of your bottom end, you can get that out of the deck so that you're not drawing it. As long as you're keeping track of what's in your deck, like this is pretty pretty nuts. We're going to see the uh, the two choices show up on screen, the card backs, and then they're just going to be they're going to be looking at their deck tracker trying to figure out which one to pick. Right? <laughs> For like 20 minutes, yeah. <laughs> uh, to me, this seems a little awkward potentially, right? Like if you have a ramp deck and you haven't drawn Malagos or alignment yet, maybe you want to draw the alignment, but you're stuck picking your Malagos or I don't know, like Certainly, you can do some cool things just drawing Lightning Bloom or something, right? So I agree. It's There's got to be a good home for this. I'm not sure if it perfectly lines up with what they're trying to do yet, but this I think this will be insane at some point. Yeah, I, I think this is a four. I don't think it's quite a five. Like, it's not a build-around. I mean, you are going to kind of build around this, but, like, tutoring's really powerful, and, and I have a hard time seeing this not seeing play outside of aggro. Okay, I rated this a little lower, but I'm going to go up to a four as well. I, I like your your reasoning. Hell, you might even see this in aggro if you just want to get Arbor up. Yeah, oh, true. 
Very good, very good. All right, let's keep it going here. Uh, Frost Saber Matriarch. It's a seven mana epic minion and four, five in stats. It has taunt and it costs one less mana for each beast you've summoned this game. So we've seen, we have a bunch of these kind of, and it's also a beast. So we have a bunch of these kind of wolf pack type cards, which I'm a little envious of the theme here that, that, that Hunter didn't get this, but I guess we already had Emerald Spellstone and a bunch of other wolf cards, right? So it's not our turn, but, uh, but these seem pretty sweet. Um, maybe this is the wrong one to look at first, but there are some cheaper beasts you might run that uh, could kind of reduce the cost on this, right? Yeah, I mean, I'm just looking at Vibrant Squirrel. Like, that's pretty oh. much all I'm looking at, right? Like, if you look at Tauntruid right now, right, you're running, like, Vibrant Squirrel, and then it summons the acorns. You've got Encumbered Pack Mule, which pulls another which pulls another one when you draw it, right? And there, you could change the deck up a little bit to get more beasts in. And, I mean, like, it doesn't take much, to make this cheap, and then you get you have you know Razor Guard Battle Main, uh, Razor Razor Main Battle Guard with it, and all of a sudden, or or you know Oracle of a Loon or whatever, and this gets out of hand pretty quickly. I mean, you are running, you're also running um, Teacher's Pet in that deck. I don't know if this replaces Teacher's Pet or that's just another one that feeds it. Oh yeah, an adorable infestation too. Chat's pointing out that's another thing, right? So you got the Cubs in there, like you can get. Uh, you can get this pretty cheap just in, in Tauntru it as it's built right now. So this seems pretty good to me. Yeah. I think I called it a wolf, but I guess it's more of a cat, isn't it? It's it's a big cat. Big yeah. Cat? There are other wolf cards, so I'm gonna let myself off the Yeah, it's not that. it's not technically a wolf, but I mean this isn't magic where we go <laughs> where we go snarly. that granular and uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I agree with you. I think this this is gonna be very cheap and come down very early. I'm I'm scared of it. Yeah, I think it's um yeah, I think this is a four. I think this is gonna go right into Tauntura. Um I don't know how good Tauntura it's gonna be, you know, after we get some of these control cards that are coming into the into the meta, but I think this is gonna go into it easily. Weak to laser pointer archetypes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll go I'll go four as well. Okay, and then we have okay, so this is the objective that's coming up. Um, which is Frost Wolf Kennels. Which is a three mana spell. It's a it's an objective. At the end of your turn, summon a two two wolf with stealth. Last three turns. So, if you're trying to get a board to stick, this will help you. I mean, it's very slow. Um, but that that that, that minion is going to likely stick around for the next turn. So, if you want to set this up two turns ahead of an arbor up, then you have like a decent board going into that turn that your opponent more like more likely than not can't interact with yeah i just don't know if the deck that wants this can afford to go this slowly yeah it just seems crazy to play this on three when there's so many other good druid cards you can play on three like if you put this in hunter we'd probably play it because our three cost cards are kind of meh but all all these i'm so sorry because all these beast cards this is this must be what i feel like when paladin gets healing because it's like <laughs> all, the, all these all these wonderful beast cards that you can't play. I do feel bad for you. Yeah, yeah. This would be great with you know all our buff spells that we have. Um, but yeah, I don't know. This this it seems a little underwhelming. I I agree. I'm not sure where the right home is, but maybe. I mean, it makes your um, your uh, saber tooth wolf cat cheaper. So yeah, I mean. I'm I'm out of three with it just because I feel like this is one where I have to hedge on. I feel like this is probably better than I'm giving it 
credit for. I think a lot of the objectives probably are, right? Like, I'm kind of... I, I, I realize that my bias is I'm kind of down on both of the mechanics in this set. Um, honorable kill, I think, I think is justifiable. I think I might be a little bit undervaluing, like, the effect... Like, sticking on the board for this long, right? Like, the fact that, like, the turn you play it is slow, but the next two turns are much faster, right? Because then you're getting that effect for free on top of anything else that you're doing. Yeah, at least it's not it's not completely tempo negative because you are getting a minion out of it. So once you, you know, you're getting something right away, unlike the the Demon Hunter thing, which can be, you know, completely useless if you have no minions to buff. So at least this thing gives you something right away that you can always use. I'm still, I think I'm still yeah. going to give it a two, though. I'm not, I'm not buying it personally. Yeah, I, I think I'm going to three with it just because I do feel like it's, we're we're clearly making fetch happen with this set, right? Like we're trying to make Beast Druid a thing. They're they're forcing it hard, and you know having something that is going to guarantee you a board with all the things that we have that really want to stick a board is probably better than I'm I think it is. So I'll I'll go up to a three on it. You'd probably be right on that. We'll see. Is it my turn? Uh, Pathmaker, uh, three mana minion, a rare, and it's a three four. Nice spider tank stats, and it has a battle cry. Cast the other choice from the last choose one spell you've cast. I feel like this is probably good. I admittedly probably am forgetting some choose one cards, but getting a spider tank with a free spell seems pretty nuts. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking up like the choose ones that we have now. I mean, we talked about one of them. You've got Druid. Oh, this is only spells also. It isn't minions. Right, so we've got Sow the Soil, Nourish, Feral Rage, Power of the Wild, and Runic Carvings are the other ones that are legal and standard right now. That's, I mean... Those are kind of underwhelming. Yeah, Nourish is the one that, that jumps out to me in Celestial Druid, right? Because, like, but we also have Jerry Rig Carpenter for that. So I guess it's like, which one are you doing, right? Because you, you're not playing both of these because Jerry Rig Carpenter makes it so it's not a choose one spell anymore. Um, it's two individual spells. So, you know, it's like, well, do you want this more than more than that? I, I mean, maybe this is better if you're just like trying to use the the capture cold tooth mine and then you just want to get two cards off of it. Right. Maybe that's enough. It's it's like another card draw card. Oh, yeah. Interesting. I don't know. I feel I, I feel like this is one of those that feels underwhelming now, but it's one of those things you got to keep your eye on, because as soon as they print a good, you know, a choose one card that's broken, then this is going to see a lot of play. But I, I just the choose one cards are all kind of awkward. And like if you're if you're trying to nourish off this, you're holding this in your hand like a long. Yeah, time. that's what I was going to say. It does seem kind of slow. When you kind of think about that, like it does seem cool with runic carvings, but then you're still waiting till mid to late game to play it. I mean, that is a lot of butts on the board, but it's also that feels like magical Christmas land, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know. I, 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 I'm, I'm at a three with this because I feel like it, it's probably again, it feels like it's powerful, but I also like think about how that's going to look. And it's so slow because you have to play the choose one before this. I mean, unless it's something like if you're like, I'm thinking about like maybe you're doing like, so the soil or power of the wild. Right. And then you, you play this on three, you've got a minion and then you buff the board like, okay, 
maybe them were there, but it's still, it feels like, well, if you don't draw the choose one, then this is just sitting in your hand. Yeah. You have to be really all in on choose one in order for this to work really well. I think I'm going to, I can't decide between two and a three on this. I guess I'll go with the three. I feel like it has great future potential and there, maybe there's some combo I'm not thinking of. that will be good with this. It just, it seems like a solid card, but I agree. It might be kind of slow. Yeah, it's weird that they printed this and Jerry Rig Carpenter like in the same year, right? Because like mm-hmm. these clearly have anti synergy with one another. Like you're you're never playing both of them, so it's like, well, when am I playing? When am I playing Jer- this over Jerry Rig Carpenter? I guess the answer is if you don't, if you have hand size problems, maybe. But like other than that, I don't know when you would play this over Jerry Rig Carpenter because then you just get both of them and you can just play them whenever, and you draw it out of your deck. Good maybe point. I'm down to a two on it because of that. I think I, I think I might be because. Like when it, when are you playing this and not Jerry Rick Carpenter? When you need the butt? I, I don't know. Fair point. Yeah, I'm gonna leave it at three because I still feel like I'm missing something. It still seems good somehow. But yeah, I don't know. We'll we'll let let the smart druid players figure it out, I guess. Right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is me. Okay, so we have Pride Seeker. I guess this is the reason you play this instead of Jerry Rick Carpenter. This is the answer, right? Um uh, Pride Seeker is a three mana, two, a three mana rare minion. Uh, to two four battle cry, your next choose one card costs two less. So I guess the answer is if you're playing Jerry Rig Carpenter, those aren't choose one cards anymore. So, but again, you have to be really, really all in on choose one for this, or or have like one choose one that you super care about, right? Because it doesn't have to be this turn. Like you could just preload this and just have a free draw with Capture Cold Tooth Mine whenever you want. Is, right. So is Runic Carvings five or six, I forget. Six. So that's still a lot. <laughs> it's yeah. better, right? Um and Nourish is six but too, it's, right? I, yeah, hair. Nourish is six, so that would go down to so you could curve this into Nourish. Um I mean Nourish is generally something that costs one, not six when you're playing it. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> that's a fair point. I feel like this makes uh Pathmaker a little better. Yeah. And I mean, in Celestial Druid, right? Like, if it costs two less, that means it's free. So you are getting a free card out of this. You know, if you're playing both of those in Celestial Druid, then that's just like you're get. But you're just getting a 2-4, and then you're just playing that card anyway. So I don't know if that's really, you know, worth it or not. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I, this is so weird, this card. Uh, hmm. Honestly, the fact that it's making stuff cheaper scares me. So maybe this one is better than Pathmaker. But it's hard to hard to say. I don't know. It's like, yeah, like like mana cheat is always spooky. But it's also like, well, what are you doing with it? Right? Like, I guess if you're getting a nourish on four, is that good enough? I mean, you could just play overgrowth. Right? Like, yeah, you get the mana crystals back. Um But, but I guess you could, you could just play yeah. overgrowth if that's what you want to do. A lot of Druid isn't doing a lot of stuff on three some games either, right? No, not usually. Them. Yeah. Maybe they're maybe they're you know cheating out the overgrowth early, but if they don't have the lightning bloom, then maybe this is a worth running. Uh, I don't know. I think I'm going to give it a two or a three. I yeah, I'm at a, I'm at a two with it. I mean, this this does affect minions, not just spells. So I guess if you want to do Shando Wildclaw things, you know, for cheap, then maybe there's maybe that's something some way that you can break uh, it. Yeah, yeah. How do I get this card in Hunter? I can do. do I know. I know you're getting. They're getting all. They're getting all your good cards, but. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm gonna, I'll give it a three just in line with the Pathmaker because I feel like there's still something here that I can't quite figure out. It seems Yeah, good, I'm going but... down to two for the same reason, so to be consistent. <laughs> All right. Um, and we've got the Dire Frostwolf, four mana common minion. It's a beast. 
on a 4-4 stat line has Stealth and also Death Rattle, summon a 2-2 Wolf with Stealth. So a lot of stats for the mana. I don't know if this is this is certainly putting more stuff on the board um, for to make your uh, Sabertooth cats cheaper and um, I don't know. This I don't know if this is good enough to run in like aggro taunt yet, but maybe it's a post rotation card. I don't know. My I look at this and I feel like we have strangled strangled um Stranglethorn Tiger at home. You know? Like we don't play Stranglethorn Tiger. I think that's still in standard, right? Yes, it is. I, I have it in a in a deck, yeah. Yeah, so like you could play Stranglethorn Tiger and I mean, yeah, four mana is not five, and yeah, it's got the death rattle, but I mean it's it's kind of the you know the same stat line right and we don't play stranglethorn tiger almost ever so when are we playing this yeah i'm with you on that i'm gonna give it a one I don't, I don't yeah uh, yeah I, I have it at a two i think i'm i'm okay with that because i've you know again like aggro druid wants to have sticky boards so maybe that's the answer but it just feels like you could do better than like for one more mana you could have a, a teacher's pet right so i don't know this feels underwhelming. I mean, like, are you playing this over Park Panther? You're not playing this over Park Panther ever. I guess so. that's with the, um, the 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 Razor Mane or whatever. This is cheaper though, right? Because it's uh, no, that's for taunts. There's no that's way to taunts, cheat out yeah. Death Rattles, right? No, not that I know of. Okay. I mean, if yeah. if there was, you and I would both know about it. True. <laughs> Very true. All right, let's move on. That, then. That's that's Hunter and Priest thing. That's not Druid's thing. Fair point. All right, so Claw Fury Adept is a 2-mana two 2-3 two, common beast. Battle Cry, give all other friendly characters plus one attack this turn. So this is half a Savage Roar that's also a minion. Um, that seems like something Aggro Druid wants to do. Um, I mean, it's not Savage Roar, but, I mean, Savage Roar was stupid, and this is fair, but it also gives you a minion that you get to, that you get to develop, and it's not just sitting in your hand. So I, I think this is pretty good. Works well with all the little stealth uh, beasts that might be sitting around. It's just a river croc, you know, if you're not ready. And it's to another beast for the matriarch to get cheaper, too. So, yeah, I, I, I think this is I don't I might even go up to a four on this. This seems pretty good for that kind of a token druid. Or I guess I, maybe we are making fetch happen with beast druid. This it seems, you know, in a board meta, this thing is really good in aggro druid, right? You can get some favorable trades, trade up a little bit. It's very flexible and cheap. So I, I, I think... I'd be between a three and a four. I might give it just a three because I'm, I'm not a hundred percent sure it makes the cut in aggro druid. I don't know. Yeah. Chat's asking if this is better than so the soil. And I think it is because you're not forced to choose, right? Like you're getting the minion and you're able to get the attack. Cause this is usually not going to be lethal. Oh, it does give your hero attack too. Sorry to interrupt. Oh, Oh, it gives your hero attack also. That's actually pretty good. So it is like savage roar. It's like half a savage roar, but um, but you're not choosing between, you know, the minion and the and the attack, right? You still get and and like there are there are scenarios where like you'll play like a peasant or a um, or an og merchant on one and then use this to you know trade and stay ahead on board to trade through something with three health. So I think that's that's pretty helpful also because um, the fact that it's not that it's it's still you know it's still positive tempo on top of giving you the buff. Um, I think is is better than than so the soil. It's just a turn one buff. It's not permanent. It, yeah, so the so, so the soil is permanent. That is fair, but I I mean as permanent as those as that attack is, right? Yeah, I think I'll, I will. I'll join you in, in the four. If you, uh, I think that 
this could be actually I didn't think about the hero attacking, but that is actually quite good on two. Yeah. It's a nice, nice little tempo play there. Yeah, I think I think that's pretty good in that. I mean, the the answer might be why not both? Right, right. Like there's nothing stopping you from playing both. I just think that this like this might take the place of maybe like the the Annoyobot or the Annoyotron or something. Like some of the other two drops that are kind of like, you know, okay, if we want more beasts and, and, you know, we don't need as many divine shields as we have right now. I mean, you don't necessarily get to double it. I mean, you get to double the body. You don't get to double the buff with, uh, with Oracle of Illum, but I think that's fine. All right. I'm with you on that. Uh, Heart of the Wild. It's a three mana spell, common, and it gives a minion plus two plus two and then gives your beast plus one plus one. So I guess this is kind of a payoff for running. Uh, there's a number of beasts in the set for druids, so this is kind of a payoff for that. Um, you kind of have to stick a board, so maybe you have a couple stealth wolves in play that this is good with. Yeah. This does make those better, right? Like, that makes... It, it does make the stealth wolves better because they're sticking around, and then eventually they get buffed, and, you know, if your opponent can't deal with it, then you get to do this. That's that's pretty good. I think that if we're going all in on that, right, if we're playing all the cats and we're playing all the wolves... And, you know, we're playing the, the cat wolves and everything else, then, yeah, this is great. And, and I think that in that deck, this is great. Um, I mean, this is also something that you probably just, you know, take off a scorpion sometimes, maybe, and that's fine. Nature studies or something? Yeah, nature studies is, is another one. Nature studies is probably more likely than, than scorpion at this point. Um, but I think if we're going all in on like beast tokens, right? So we're playing the stealth death rattle. We're playing the cat that gets cheaper. We're playing the the objective. We're playing all the things, right? We're we're making beast druid happen. Then we're playing this card. I just don't know if that's what we're doing or we're just playing like modified taunt druid that runs a few more beasts. And if that's the case, I don't think we want this. I think we have better buffs that we can play. This is totally going to be the card that my opponent randomly kills me with that I was not expecting. That's what. Yeah, yeah, this is yeah. Be. <laughs> yeah. Well, you'll, this, you'll, this is going to be salt inducing every single time because you're going mm-hmm. to see it every so often. Oh, that but, got I got in the wild. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I'm at. A, I'm probably at a two with it just because I think that you that deck. I don't think the deck's going to get built that way. Maybe it. Maybe after rotation it does, but I, I'm not seeing the deck being built that way right now. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I'll, I'll join you on the, on the two. All right. So it, it, it is time, and we've worked it out so that you get to introduce uh, your, your BFF. So I, I will not um, hold us up any longer. Let's get into the Hunter cards. Hey, hey, the best best class. Here we go. Here we go. Welcome, welcome everyone, to the Hunter portion of the program. Uh, so we have Beast Stalker Tavish, six-mana hero. Gives you five armor, has a battle cry, discover and cast two improved secrets. And the improved secrets are basically, you know, the same uh, as the existing five plus the new one that we have, but they give you slightly better effects, like freezing trap when it returns a minion to opponent's hand makes the minion cost, uh, I think it's three more now instead of two. And uh, I think uh, open the cages summons two animal companions. I forget how much damage the new explosive trap does. Is it three or four? I'm, I'm bringing. I'm bringing up. Keep talking. I'm bringing up the page right now. Yeah, thanks, sir. All of them. And uh, I should probably study these more. So, and pack tactics gives you two, three, threes, so on, so on. Um, so the improved secrets are quite good. You get to discover two of them from a small six uh, option pool. Uh, and then we have a new hero power. Uh, I forget the name of it, but you pay. It's a three mana hero power. So the only hero card. It's called Summon Pet. Summon Pet. So you get to. You get a random animal companion for three mana, 
So once you load up Beast Stalker Tavish, you can uh, hit the button and get your – maybe you roll Huffer every time, every turn, new Huffer. And you just get to it is random. Pet. You don't get to choose, unfortunately. Unfortunately not. Unless you revive unfortunately, Pet. Unfortunately, if you're not yeah. a Hunter player. You got the revive <laughs> Pet for that. That's, that's coming yeah. later. Um, but I love this card. I um, It's interesting because it doesn't nece- – it's not necessarily a Face Hunter or Quest Hunter card. I think you could maybe make an argument that this would be a, uh, a face hunter. Maybe it's like a top end and face hunter, but maybe not. Um, but this card seems quite good in pretty much any archetype that's not those. So you could put it into any kind of mid rangey hunter deck. Um, anything where you're trying to eke out some late game value. Uh, the secrets and the armor. You know, you drop this on six, it protects your face. It uh, gives you some tempo. Um, so I feel like it, it, it's a nice play on six. You know, depending on the deck, I think this could be the top end in a lot of Hunter decks too. So I am excited about it. A lot of people are rating it kind of low, but I, I think I think it could be good. I mean, the, the tempo from these secrets is is a lot, right? So, yeah, so it is Explosive Trap does three. Freezing Trap makes it cost four more. Snake Trap summons three two twos. Pack Deck summons two, summons two three threes. Open the Cages summons two Animal Companions. And Ice Trap makes it cost two more. Um, and I mean, yeah, it's, you don't want this in quest hunter. You don't want it. I, I would argue you probably don't want it in face hunter unless you know, you're going to roll Huffer every time, just because I would imagine that the, the two damage guaranteed to face that doesn't get stopped by taunts is probably still better. Yeah, I guess one thing to consider with face hunter is where we've moved on to running doggy biscuits and ramming mounts now. And the hero power, getting an animal companion, does synergize nicely with those cards. So I could see this being good in that style deck. And it does kind of give us some more value in games where we're just kind of, you know, we have to concede early because we ran out of stuff and we didn't, you know, hurt our opponent enough. Um, So I I think it's a maybe for Face Hunter. I wouldn't be surprised if people slotted in, at least at first. I mean, you run Ringling's Rifle, right? Like, that seems like a not Face Hunter card. But that's enough to kind of get you enough extra value and, you know, and, and kind of secure a win, right? And maybe maybe at that point, maybe this is for games where the two two damage from the hero power isn't getting you there, right? Like you're playing against a warrior. They can just press their button. You can press your button and their button cancels out your button and you're out of stuff and they're not, right? Then maybe you do need this. So maybe this is top head for a face hunter. But, I mean, if there's some other deck that or, or some slower deck, and I'm sure you'll come up with several that don't do either of those things then I don't see you not playing this. It just seems like it's, I mean, we played, we play ring toss. That's a card we play uh-huh. and that's just regular secrets. Um, I mean, I know that's major, not Hunter, but you know, getting two secrets out at the same time is very powerful because your opponent needs to play around all of them and they're not coming from your deck. So they don't know what they are. And, you know, ice yep. trap coming in and we'll talk about that. I mean, unless you want to talk about that now, but we can talk about that a little bit later. I mean, it gives another vector that you have to test with. Because it used to be that, you know, in the, what we have now before the set comes out is you can test most of them by attacking. So if you're not, if you're playing off the board, it doesn't matter. Having a secret that interacts with with spells makes that a lot harder to play around everything. Um, I feel like in, like this is just a generically good card. And getting the extra animal companions in games where the, where the two damage to face isn't going to matter is, is probably worth it. And two other quick notes, all good points on your end, Wicked. Um, the secrets you get from this don't uh, conflict with existing secrets. So if you already have explosive, regular explosive up, you can play an upgraded explosive off of Tavish and do crazy double explosive damage. 
Um, and additionally, uh, it is worth noting maybe for the podcast audience that this does conflict with the quest um, because when you get your quest completed, um, you know, you will you have the free hero power, right? So Tavish will override that free hero power from the quest. So you can kind of do some fancy footing where you um, you get the zero cost hero power and then or maybe I'm going to say this backwards. You play this, then you get the zero cost hero power. Yeah. And then you complete the quest, and then you can make a bunch of animal companions over and over again. But the ordering and the timing is really slow and probably too difficult. But I'll, I'll meme around. And, and with a lot it. of your spells summon minions anyway, right? So there's only there's not going to be that much room on the board, even if you manage to, you know, even if you manage to get all that to happen. Exactly. So yeah, that's why it's probably not good in Quest Hunter. But I'll certainly be memeing with it. It'll be fun to, to mess around with. Yeah, but yeah. I, I think this. I mean, I'm not just saying this because you're on the show, but I think this is great. I think that this is. You know, again, it doesn't really fit in the in the decks that we have right now, but I think that we'll have other hunter decks that this will 100% fit in. It's just like there's there's as long as you're not overriding a hero power that you're invested in, there's really no downside in playing this. I agree. Um, and and probably more upside in a lot of those decks anyway. So I think that's probably a five. Yeah, I'm giving it a five. I think a big meta test for this will be if it's just you know if there's any good mid rangey hunter decks, right? If we're still just playing face hunter, and that's like pretty much the only meta deck, then this might see a little fringe play, but not a lot potentially, but we'll see. Maybe I'll be wrong. Maybe the meta will dictate that this is really valuable. Well, if, I mean, here's a, here's a legendary we're going to build around that will have plenty of time to play Tavish. <laughs> <laughs> and you can convince me on this one. This is wing commander. Ick, is it Ickman or Eichmann? I'm not sure. Yeah, either. I mean, I, I don't know how much, how much we'll be pronouncing his name either it's kind way. kind of icky. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nine mana five, four. So we know how much Hunter loves nine mana legendaries. Um, that are not King Crush. Um, Battlecry, summon a beast from your deck and give it Rush. If it kills a minion this turn, repeat. So, if you... First of all, you've drawn 12 to 13 cards. You've drawn most of your deck, or half of your deck, by the time that we can get this out on curve. Um, but if we can do that, then... And we get a beast out, and that beast can kill something, then we get to we get to get all those beasts out in our deck and then our opponent plays for us together and we're sad. Um, this does, I mean, I know, and I know that Katharina was a card and I, and Katharina took a while to come together and it's possible that we get enough stuff that will make this come together. But I just like, this seems so ambitious. I mean, and I know you've been trying to make Maxima work and even Maxima is like, is, is a lot it's cheaper than this. Like waiting till nine mana to hopefully be able to take back board, assuming your opponent even cares about the board. I mean, Catherine was an eight mana six, six too, right? Like, right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You you can make a strong argument. This is, this might be the worst Hunter legendary ever printed. I personally am very excited about it because I like playing Hunter meme decks and we were, we're going to try to make this work on my, on my channel. Oh, of course um, you are. I mean, I would be, yeah. I'd be disappointed if you weren't. I think with the cards we have in the set, you know, you can you can get a King Crush off of this. You can get the Mountain Bear, which we haven't seen yet, which is, is decent. Um, but there's nothing that's like... Maybe you run this in like a Vandar deck, right? We have the new uh, expansion teaser card, Vandar, and you get this discounted. And maybe it's better when it's a few mana cheaper. But <laughs> yeah, it's just... The 40% of the time that you get Vandar to come out before you've drawn this, then yes, that'll be that'll be fantastic. I mean, there'll be some great, I don't know, 
like in wild, there's all kinds of great beasts and you can do some crazy trading yeah. and killing minions and summon a bunch of huge dinosaurs, devil swords, undastas and stuff. But oh, I want to summon Gazrilla with this and wild. Yeah, Godzilla, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Swamp King Dread. I don't know. Like you can go off with it there, but if you can live till turn nine in wild, but right. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It, it's definitely a meme. I'm not, maybe they'll print something, you know, they could print one card that makes this good. Right. So we'll see for now. It's certainly, uh, is not there. I'll probably give it a two for today. Yeah. I mean, Katharina was a meme until it wasn't right. Like Katharina saw no play in the, in, 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 um, MSG, what not MSG and, uh, Cobalt and Catacombs when she was printed. It wasn't until after rotation that she started getting, you know, seeing play, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to one with this. Like I'm, it's just, you have so many things that need to happen for this to work. And I know you're going to try, but it, it, it feels like this is, uh, it, it's going to be exciting when it happens and it's not going to happen nearly enough to be worth running in a deck long-term. Yeah. Like I, when, when they printed Beastmaster Learox a year ago, right? We, we had, we had a reasonable deck for a few months, you know, after the first set of the year with that card. So maybe we'll get something else. You know, they printed selective breeder and that made a Learox deck, right? So Maybe we'll see something like that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, rotation. maybe there's something with Dire Frenzy there that you can kind of chain these things together. But then they also have to have a board, right? So, you know, sometimes you're it's going to be like the, you know, back when you were playing like Burgle Rogue and you came up against another rogue. And you just kind of sat there <laughs> looking at each other. Chat's giving me guff for giving it a two. But I, I can't give any Hunter cards a, a one. Sorry. Not, yeah, is, guff is a Druid card, so they can't give that to you anyway. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's uh, enough enough with the icky man here. All right. So we'll move on. Go ahead. Uh, so we have uh, Spring the Trap, four mana epic spell, and it's deal three damage to a minion and cast a secret from your deck. And if you manage to honorable kill something, you get to cast two secrets from your deck. So this kind of follows our storied history of four mana, three damage spells like Flanking Strike and Scrap Shot. And uh, I personally love this card. I think... If you want, you know, we have a lot of secret support in this set, and this card kind of glues it together, I think. You can run, you can do a dedicated secret deck, but this card really enables us to do a secret package and a lot of different archetypes. Uh, so I'm really excited just because you can run a few secrets, you can run this, you can tutor the secrets out of your deck for free and put them into play, which is usually what makes secrets good. Um, we'll see some other stuff that doesn't quite do that when it has different pros and cons, so... For me, this this is quite good. You know, are we seeing opposing uh, minions with three health on turn four? Is that that's probably going to be a big factor for this? Uh, does the meta make us want to run a, a small secret package or a secret hunter deck? Right. But overall, I think this is really strong for the cost. Yeah, I don't think you care about the honorable kill. I honestly think that that's a bonus, and and, and I think that this is fine without it. Like even if you just ignore the second sentence, right? Like play in quest hunter, deal three damage to a minion draw you know play an explosive trap seems like a thing you want to do right like that's the that's the worst case scenario for this deck for this card and i mean even if you have to play it on your own minion fine right but you're getting a secret out of your deck that you're not going to then draw later um like that's that was always kind of the uh the mad scientist dream right is just getting those secrets out so you're not actually drawing them or, or you know, kind of draw them in bulk and get them out of your deck, but whatever, but not actually top deck them later. Um, that's fine. I think this is really good. And I, I you know, in, especially in Quest Hunter or if you're playing any sort of a Secret Hunter deck, this will be in it for sure. So I think it's a I think it's an easy four. 
support for me, too. It's good. It is our quest hunter support for the set. It doesn't go face, unlike Scrapshot. So that's a bit of a downside, but... Um, yeah. But you know, well, you can't have everything. Yeah, I know. As long as <laughs> the the meta isn't a quest meta, right? Assuming we get a shift in the meta um, to actually have minions to kill, I think this will be quite good. I, I mean, if it w- the, you don't want it to be able to go face because then they would nerf it, <laughs> right? So because it would be too good if it did three damage unconditionally to face and then played a secret, like that w- that would get nerfed immediately. <laughs> Very true. I like I like that we agree on that one. All, All right. right, you get ice traps. So, Speaking of secrets, so this is the other secret that we're talking about that is coming up in Tavish. So, um, so ice traps, two mana secret. It's a frost spell. So, you know, if you're playing multicaster, there's your frost spell, I guess. Um, secret: when your opponent casts a spell, return it to their hand instead. It costs one more. Um, so, I've been playing some Magic lately, and there's a card that I know you. I know you've been playing Magic recently as well, or you, you play Magic regularly. So, mm-hmm. there's a card that's in Magic right now called divide by zero which does this it you can return a spell to their hand it doesn't change the cost or anything it does other things but um and i've always i looked at that card when i first saw it and like well who cares until it got played against me a couple times and then i cared and and it's it's not a counter spell but it may as well be a lot of the time it's it's not as good as omayog which is good because omayog is broken right like, Omayog is amazing because it, it deletes that card, right? Um, this doesn't do that. It still lets them play it next turn. But if all you need is one turn to stabilize or to or to set up lethal or whatever, this does it for you. And it's going to take a significant amount of their turn to either replay that secret or do other things or play around the secret, right? And then set it up for later. So it's, it's very good. Um, I think that Hunter really needs something, anything to interact with secrets, um, and I expect to be extremely annoyed by this. Yes, excellent. Finally, our <laughs> secrets are annoying again. It was so one-dimensional for like most of the year. And Rindling's rifle was super consistent with only five options, but I'm so relieved that we have some uh, some variety of things for, for opponents to play around. I think whether or not you run this in your deck, just the fact that the opponent has to guess whether you got it off Rindling's rifle or Tavish, you know, cards that were put in pretty much every deck, I think it's just huge, right? So I would make an argument this is probably our second best secret that we have in standard behind maybe Freezing Trap. So, you know, I am excited to kind of put this in a small secret package. I'm, even if it's not a meta card, I'm excited to surprise opponents with it. Um, it does – it is quite bad in the early game, right? So there's a little bit of skill cap around when you play this and what you anticipate your opponent is going to do. So, you know, if you know they're going to overgrowth or if you know they're going to play their, you know, nine mana mage spell that makes 20 mana, you know, you drop this and you time it well. It's super rewarding and it's a super good tech for some of the new decks we might be playing against. So I love kind of having that flexibility and that role in the meta. Yeah, I mean, I'd argue it's probably better in the early game because your opponent really can't play it, play it around it as easily, right? Like as you get later into the game, they can throw like... You know, a spell that they don't care if it costs one more into it, right? Right. And like, you know, throw throw a holy smite into it. Okay, it got bounced. Now I can now I can soul mirror or whatever it is. But um, I mean, soul mirror is probably a bad example because that costs a million mana. But you know what I mean. Um, but you know, early on when you need to be able to play that, or you need to be able to play like a backfire on three or, or overgrowth on four, and then if that's if that just kills an entire turn, if they can't play either, you're you're either killing a turn because you're making them play around it. 
or because they're playing into it and then they can't, then they need to spend the next turn doing what they want to do on that turn. Either one of those is really powerful for a deck that's tempo-based. Yeah. So yeah, I, I think this is probably a four. I, I'm, I think this is real. This is a good, a good toolkit for Hunter. Yeah, I'm going to give it a four, and I, I'm not sure we're going to put it in a lot of decks. I think people are going to try Secret Hunter. I'm not. I wrote a whole Twitter thread about it. I'm not sure if Secret Hunter is going to be good, but I think you know we have the ability to put a secret package in uh, in a deck and it's a seven, six, seven, eight card secret package, and I think this could really spice it up. So I'm excited about it. I mean, you know, we don't have Subject Nine, and we don't have whatever the 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 cloaked huntress or whatever so it might not it might not get that but i mean maybe secret hunter and wild might be a thing you know with all the stuff that's happening again i mean it, it's yeah. it's had resurgences in the past right so maybe the achievement for this will be um you know making your opponent play one mana coins how many one mana oh coins my goodness. does your opponent play <laughs> <laughs> and, and a bonus you can get that achievement by playing druid too oh yeah yeah sure. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so from Venix, we have a three-mana Revive Pet. It's a spell, and it's rare. It's also got Nature Spell School, which is slightly relevant for some uh, some janky reasons. Uh, and it's Discover a Friendly Beast that Died This Game and Summon It. So in theory, if you play your expensive beast, it dies. You have a lot of flexibility to revive res, green res something, as Wicked likes to give me give me stuff about. Um, and then put it directly into play. So you can get yourself a trampling rhino and immediately trade with it, uh, deal some overkill damage maybe. Uh, maybe you get a, a bigger minion off of it. I think this card is is really fun, has a lot of uh, value potential. The fact that you get to d- the pick the beast enables a lot of combos with um, some of our, you know, like you could do a porcupine, parrot, lion combo deck and get the right piece you want with this, which is super exciting. I think generally it's a little uh, slow, similar to some of those druid minions we were talking about. It's like you have to do the expensive thing before you can play this. So I'm not sure. I'm not sure this just goes in any beast deck because if you start your 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 hand with two of these, it's going to feel really bad. So, what do you think, Wicked? Yeah, but I mean, if the decks that you're playing, like Warsong Wrangler, right? You're only ever playing three beasts usually, right? Mm-hmm. So you know you know what you're going to be able to get. So, like, if you're, if this is three mana, summon a Moonfang or summon a Trampling Rhino, that feels good enough to me. Like, if, because, I mean, Face Hunter is going to need a little bit of extra oomph to get over the line in this expansion, right? Like, you're not going to get there with just, like, one Trampling Rhino as much. So, maybe if you're able to, if you're able to get another extra Trampling Rhino or another Moonfang on the board after the first one dies, maybe it's okay to hold this in your hand for a little while. I'm not buying it. I, I think it, it doesn't deal enough damage for Face Hunter, like directly. It's too conditional. Yeah, it's gonna be not buffed if you're if you're yeah, gonna get it back, too, right? Yeah. I think this is like a mid rangey card. Like if you're running three cost beasts, which maybe we need to see a new three cost beast to really pop this off. But if you're running Zixor or a Porcupine or Bloated Python, this card is is comes down a lot earlier than if you're relying on it to pull a five mana beast. Um I think a lot of people are going to theory craft this into their deck, and then they're going to get murdered by aggro a lot and take it out. But I'm, but, I'm excited wait, to play with it. You could get back some Vanna Hymene. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you could you could run it with brooms. You know, there's all kinds of th- fun oh things. Oh my goodness, you know, humongous yeah. owl. Yeah, yeah. We can. I don't know. I, I, it's going to be fun. You certainly, we have a um, and we have another rush beast that we got this set, which we'll talk about maybe in a couple cards. So, I I think it'll have potential in like a mid rangey deck. I don't think it's going in face hunter. 
Um, it is cool with Tavish's hero power, so you can just pick animal companions off of this, which is kind of cool. So maybe any mid-rangey beast deck would want this. I, I mean, I've had priest cards that I had to pay four mana for those that summoned that discovered a friendly minion that died and summoned it. Uh, those cards were pretty good. <laughs> yeah, but you're like hero power passing the first four turns. I mean, yeah, <laughs> because that's that's how you know that's how you just enjoy life. If you're getting back Eternal Servitude, Eternal Servitude's a pretty good card. You need the deck to run it, obviously. And maybe it's not a deck that we have yet, but I don't like giving Eternal Servitude anything lower than a three. And, and it's probably a four just because, like, that card is pretty good at four mana. At three mana, and you can target it even more so than you could in Priest by only playing beasts that you want to res, right? So, sure. like, in Res Priest, you were le- you were restricted from playing, like, smaller minions because you might get them back in the pool, right? You only have to play the big beasts and all. You can still play, you know, your, in, your uh, Intrepid Acolyte or whatever and, you know, and still be able to have those in the pool and play Demon Companion, whatever, because those aren't going to pollute the pool. That seems really good. Yeah, I mean, if you max, if you play Maxima and King Crush and shoot out your Maxima on turn six, and you could drop two of these on turn seven, it's like an OTK, you know, two free King Crushes. I think this could be cool. And like oh, this, this player, French player Odemian made a uh, Yog Death Rattle deck uh, in Barons. That uh, you know, maybe this is good in a deck like that, right? You you play a couple teachers' pets, you get them back for three mana, it juices up your yog. I don't know. This has kind of got some some great mid rangey spice value. I'm not sure it's going to be in a meta deck though. I hope I'm proven yeah. wrong. Oh, yeah, I mean, it might not be in a meta deck, but I, I I have a hard I have a hard time, you know, throwing shade at Eternal Servitude. So nice. I, I hear you. I, I don't I, like, I, like I don't know the... if I'll go all the way up to a four. I'll probably go to a three just because it's a little bit slow for Hunter. But I I feel like there's probably something there yeah yeah and it, it is a nature spell so it does juice up a multicaster if i'm going to pull that off you can draw it off barack so yeah it's, you can play shando Wildclaw to get extra copies of the one you want in your pool yeah. you know yeah you play true. you know there, there you go yeah copy the one you get back i don't know yeah why am i selling you on this i, I'm, I think it's a three too <laughs> i think it's a three I, I don't yeah i think it's gonna be fun i'm gonna play the heck out of it but yeah um but yeah, I'll probably be like almost dead and like, all right, revive pet, and then we die and try again. That's probably what <laughs> well, we'll you got to play more. You got to play some beasts with taunt. That's what you have to yeah, do. Yeah, more rat kings. Exactly. Yeah. There something. you go. Figure it out. All right. Okay. So, um, so we will move on to Dun Balder Bunker. I think is I didn't, I have I have not played WoW. I don't know how to pronounce any of these things. I'm assuming that that's what it is. Um, so Dunbalder Bunker is a two mana objective. It's a spell at the end of your turn, draw a secret, set its cost to one, last three turns. So I guess if you're going all in on secrets, then this will get those out of your deck and it makes them easier to fit in. And if you're not playing that deck, then this is just cluttering up spell discover pools. Yeah. I, so if you're running it, I, I kind of agree with you. If you're running a dedicated secret deck, you play this card. It's a bit of a tempo loss if you just jam it on two, but in your secrets get discounted. So like on the coin, you could play this on two, and then you could coin out a secret plus a petting zoo on turn three, which is pretty good. Yeah, or, or a secret coin crossroads gossiper. Yeah, crossroads gossiper, yeah. So that's a pretty strong opener if you're, you know, to make up for the tempo loss on two. Um. 
so like is that kind of deck good well that that may kind of dictate what we run bunker in i like spring the trap better in like a in like a secret package because it puts the secret directly into play and this you know while this kind of thins your deck it is still a tempo loss um and you kind of have to run enough secrets in your deck that you will you know draw enough secrets off of it so you probably want five plus secrets in your deck if you're running this or two copies of this. So I don't know. You really maybe you run this in, in, in a Yog deck, right? Where you actually want to cast the secrets and not uh, get them for you know cast by another card. Yeah, or you're you're trying to control which secrets you're playing. I, it, you know, because you have so many of them. I I don't know. It's it, Secret Hunter has to be a deck. I don't know that Secret Hunter is going to be... See, like, secrets by themselves have to be good enough to justify a whole archetype. If that happens, this will get played. I don't. I just don't know if the, we're there. I think that you could justify running a secret package in a deck that's not, like, full-on secrets. But I don't know if we're there with, like, a full-on, like, running, like, Subject 9-level secrets, right? <laughs> yeah, I've done the full analysis on Secret Hunter. So we have Petting Zoo, we have Crossroads Gossiper... We have the uh, Ram, is it Ram Ring, Ram Tamer, which we haven't looked at yet, but it's kind of like a face maw. And we have uh, the um, Sun Reaver Spy, which just gets like plus one, plus one. So it's really like Petting Zoo and Crossroads Gossiper, like the payoffs for running secrets. So to me, it's like maybe you're running some sort of hybrid deck that has beasts or death rattles and you kind of just have a, a, a big secret package. If you're just running a dedicated secret deck, you really need those Petting Zoos and Gossipers to carry you. Or like have kind of Tavish close out the game, and I'm not really seeing it in the current meta we have, like how that would become good enough. But maybe we're like one more synergy or payoff card away from it being super good. But I, I like that this draws us a lot of cards. Hunter never gets good card draw, so you know it draws us cards and discounts them. So maybe this will be a nice little deck thinner or tutoring package somewhere along the way. I, I'm, I'm excited to tinker with it. And, and I mean, it's good for players who do not have self-restraint to keep them from playing all the secrets all on one turn as you're not supposed to and helps them helps them learn to play them one at a time and make your opponent play around them. You get one secret. So, <laughs> you know, it, it's a tutorial card, really, yeah. is, is what that is. Yeah maybe, yeah, maybe we have more diverse secret effects. You know, maybe they release the new core set and we get Catrick and Wandering Monster back and this thing suddenly is just bonkers good, right? So, yeah. I'm going to give yeah. it a three. I mean, I, I guess... Yeah, I'm at a three just because I think if Secret Hunter's a thing, it'll be a thing, but I, I just don't know if Secret Hunter's going to be a thing. But that shouldn't that shouldn't hold that against the card. Nice. Uh, is this me now? Yep. Uh, so we have uh, Stormpike Battle Ram, four mana, four, three beast with Rush, and it has Death Rattle. Your next beast costs two less. So reasonable stats and ability for the cost. It's not super great, but... What I like about this card is it really kind of pops off some archetypes that were kind of struggling or didn't get enough support. You have some kind of meme expensive Death Rattle cards, and this really kind of amps them up a notch. Um, so, you know, like Tonk, we haven't seen Mountain Bear yet, but that's coming. Um, so, you know, we can we can get some Death Rattles. You can get, you know, three mana Teacher's Pets. Sounds pretty good. Um, so this can kind of go in like a Jewel of Nazoth deck. It could be... You can run it with Tavish Stormpike, the minion, and cheat out a three-cost beast, you know, to try to get a little chain. The fact that it has Rush going really opens up some nice kind of meme options. I would be surprised if this made it into a meta deck, but it does kind of have a nice mid-rangey flavor that kind of sets us up well, I think. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's you know, four mana, deal four damage, you know, discount a beast. 
you, you might be able to get the beast down the same turn. Maybe not. I mean, I guess if you if you draw the uh, the wing commander deck upside down, then this helps mitigate that a little bit. But you also don't really want to play that in the wing commander deck because this is not what you want to be summoning. Uh, so I, I don't know if it goes there either. Um, but I mean, if you're playing enough beasts, right, then... I mean, like, we were talking about Raging Felscreamer, right? Like, this is Raging Felscreamer for, um, you know, for whatever your, your top-end beast is. If it's Moonfang or if it's, um, or if it's Trampling Rhino or something else that we haven't seen yet. So, or, or King Crush. You can get a 7-mana King Crush. Let, there we go. We did it. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, think, it's, it's yeah. fine. I, I, you know. I'd be surprised. Yeah, it's probably not going in something like Face Hunter, but, yeah, you definitely... Deck tech saying in chat very accurately, you know, let's just curve into our seven mana. Like you, we have two seven, good seven mana beasts we can run. So if you manage to, you know, curve right into one of those off of this, then you're doing pretty good. Um, you know, we can, we do run breeders and wranglers and uh, scavengers and ingenuities. We can pull this any number of ways. We can tutor it up directly. Um, so this, this card makes my meme decks like way better, right? Like if I was trying to play a, a deck with some of these clunky things without this card would be miserable. But this this might actually make it like a tier five kind of deck. So I'm I'm really excited about this card just to glue my uh, experiments together. This this is a card for you. This is a card that was printed yeah. for you. <laughs> I'm gonna give it a three. I want to give it a, yeah. like a five, like a Sid five, but I'm, I'm gonna give it a three. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm in a three with it also. Like I, I you know it's those will de- those are decks that I will inevitably lose with if I try to play them. So yeah, that's I always feel bad for convincing people to, to craft this card and then, uh, they revolted. Hey, I, doing got me to craft knuckles at one point after it had rotated so there it is cdc battle ram exactly exactly all right uh all right take it away so uh so we'll go on to ram tamer which is a three mana four three minion common uh battle cry if you control secret gain plus one plus one in stealth so you would curve into this obviously i mean you have secrets that you can play like open the cages would, you could pretty much guarantee it's not going to pop. Um, it, you know, if you're playing Freezing Trap and they don't have any minions on board, you can get it to go there too. Um, so there are ways that you can get this to go off. I just I just don't know if this is better than Crossroads Gossiper, right? That's the only thing that I'm not convinced about because like this, you have to you do have to get the secret in play and keep it there. I guess they for both of them you do, but then Crossroads Gossiper can just stack infinitely in a deck that cares enough about secrets. Whereas this is only that like the ceiling on this is five, four, but it, it does have stealth, which is not nothing, right? Like stealth is extremely powerful again in that deck. And maybe you run both. It is. So if you're trying to curve out, having more good three drops in like a tempo secret deck is valuable, right? We have more options than just gossiper and petting zoo. Um, the fact that it has stealth kind of gives us some hybrid flexibility with our nice buff cards that we have. So we kind of have a sticky target for biscuits and mounts that we can slap on it. I don't know. I think it, I would be surprised if it saw play outside of like a full on secret deck. Cause you really want to get the battle cry to trigger on this and get the plus one plus one and stealth on it. If you're just playing this as a three mana four, three, then it's going to feel super bad. Right? So you really need like six plus secrets. Yeah, like Ram Tamer lives in the bunker, right? Like, <laughs> you know, like that's where she's coming out of. Like, you're not playing this in a deck that's not running the bunker. Because you need, because you, both because you need to get the secret out. And I guess you probably want to get it out before the bunker comes out. You know, you want to have one there. But 
you, you, you need the bunker to get the secret so you can play this, so you can get the stealth. Like, they're all going to go together. Are we playing? If we're not playing the bunker, we're not playing this. Yeah, I think that's a fair point. She, she comes with the bunker. I like it. I'm yeah. going to give her a two. Yeah, I, I think I'm at a two also because, like, again, that, like, the bunker I could see, like, the bunker is going to be the, the build around and then she's going to be the support card. And I'm not convinced that the deck is building around the bunker yet. So then she's yeah. going to be, a, you know, one below that, obviously. Maybe she'll be like a fringe inclusion until we get some better cards. I could see that. Cool. Uh, Mountain Bear, seven mana, five, six beast. Looks kind of like a polar bear. Uh, common, taunt, and has death rattle summon two, two, four cubs with taunt, which are super cute and snarly, but cute and snarly. Uh, so this card we I've been kind of hinting at. Um, even though it's seven mana, we do have the uh, the battering ram, uh, battle ram. I always missay that one. But we do have a way of discounting this. Um, we have some tools in Jewel of Nazoth and Maxima Blastenheimer, and we have you know all kinds of ways to tutor this card, replay this card. We can outlast the strongest control decks with waves of mountain bears if we're allowed to live long enough, if, if we weren't in a quest meta. So well, barely, barely. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> so like, I love this card. This is another card that I'm going to play the heck out of. Um, unless we see some major meta adjustments, it's hard to imagine this being super impactful, but uh, what do you think? Wicked? I'm just confused with this set because all the Druid, beasts have green borders and all the hunter beasts have have brown borders and i I think maybe they just printed them wrong because this this feels like a druid card to me and i mean the problem is if you're playing revive pet you don't want this right because now you're gonna have you don't want to be summoning back two four cubs i mean i guess if this is all that's there but you don't want like the two four cub coming in the way right i mean it's discover but it's taking up a discover slot still you know I've, i've discovered enough dead minions that i've gotten something stupid in my pool that it's taken up a slot and then, you know, end up having to pick something bad. Yeah. You've um, seen me play nine lives on stream before and get like, yeah, too yeah. many options. Like, well, all right, well, none of these are what yeah. I want. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, you know, I, I, it's, it's, that's, what's weird about it. I mean, I guess it's fine if you're getting it rushing out, it's still five damage and, and then you get, you know, something out of it. So Ickman, Ickman looked terra bad before they printed this. And then at least this, you know, if you it gives you more incentive to try to do a Wing Commander Ekman deck, right? Besides King Crush, right? We needed another payoff beast. So this is what we got. Is this a payoff beast in Hunter, though? I mean, seven mana, first of all, is a million in Hunter. And then uh, does Hunter want to be taunting? I mean, I guess I guess maybe you do if you're playing that deck, but <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like, you, you battle ram on four, you play this on five, and then once, if you don't die to Demon Seed a couple turns later, you play your Jewel, you play your Ikmen, you get one of these, you get King Crush. I don't know, it seems pretty stompy to me. It's a lot of stats yeah, for seven it, mana. It, it, it is a lot of stats for seven mana. It's just, it's so weird. It feels like a Druid card, and it's, I mean, I guess so does Teacher's Pet, but Teacher's Pet actually is a Druid card. I, I don't know. I, yeah. I mean, I'm... Chat saying we can discount I'm, it with carrying studies, so you know six mana. Okay, it's a Savannah yeah. high main then, right? I mean, if you get enough discounts, eventually this is free, I suppose. Um, I'm going to give it a three just because I love it. Um, yeah, but I don't know if anyone will play it as much as me. I, I'm at a two just because I, I just, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't see it. We need a much slower hunter. I mean, you, you could definitely build it. 
we need a much lower hunter than we have for this to see a lot of play, I feel. But yeah. I mean, if we have a defensive control hunter, this will be this will be the first card in it, I suppose. Yeah, I mean, we've got a good hero card that gives us lots of yeah. value, you know. Yeah. We just all right. We need to not get killed over the top, right? We'll see. Yeah, you need to not die before you can play this, and yeah. then have have the taunts actually matter. But you know, it is <laughs> it is kind of building a wall and making them pay for it. So That's true. Um, and then we have Bloodseeker, which is a two mana two two weapon with honorable kill game plus one plus one and. This I am a lot less excited about than the Demon Hunter weapon because it's always doing two, so you need to otherwise get your opponent's minions down to two. Like, theoretically, you could go infinite with this, but this is going to not be as easy to to trigger as I think people think it is. Like, yeah, you get the extra durability, but then you're also... The honorable kill is going to be at another level, right? If you're using your face anyway, I don't think you care, but like, so now it's going to be something that has three health and like the higher that the honorable kill damage gets, the harder it is to get the honorable kill to go off because it's going, because you can, you can bring the minions health down, but you can't bring it up. Exactly. To me, this seems like a meta call. Like it might be sneaky good in the right meta, but I don't know. I'm, I have a real hard time buying it, especially we want to do so many things on two. So I don't know. Yeah. I could see you getting one or two good trades on it and then, you know, just to go face with it. But generally, like this is seems like a face hunter card to me and we don't really want to be doing too much trading in, in face hunters. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, if you're if you're running a weapon before rotation, you're running Terrain Crescent over this every time, right? If you want, if you want a minion that, if you want a weapon that's going to trade into small minions, you or a minion or a weapon that's going to trade into minions at all, you probably want that to be um, to be Terrain Crescent. And you're already running Ringling's Rifle in those decks. Yeah. So it's like, how many slots do you have for weapons? Maybe after Crescent rotates, we'll maybe we'll yeah. try it a little more. I guess um, Ringling's Rifle's rotating too. So I need to go study yeah. my study my notes on that. But yeah, I. This one is one that I'm going to give it to, but it, it could end up being good if, you know, if it's just like all aggro demon hunter or something, and we got to kill that vanguard every game. Then maybe this yeah, will see more I, play than we think. Yeah, I just feel like that. That meta, it has to be a really aggro meta, and if that's the case, hunter's probably the one that's putting the minions on board. Perhaps I, I think I'm I'm going with a one on this. I just don't see it. Fair enough. Okay, so. All right, so don't everybody leave. We still have other classes. I know that that was the important one, <laughs> at least I'll, for today. I'll, I'll amp up the spice for these other these mage cards, yeah. guys. Um, so mage is hero power. Hero power. Hero is um, Magister Draw and Grasp, which costs eight mana. Battle cry. Recast a spell from each spell school you've cast this game, and the hero power turns into uh, two mana. Deal one damage. Honorable kill. Gain plus two damage permanently. Um, so. At first, you look at this, and it says Spell Schools, and you think this is a Quest Mage card. This is not a Quest Mage card, because the Quest Mage spells are very small intentionally, so you can play a lot of them quickly, right? Um, I think this is a Hero a hero Power Mage card, which is actually pretty cool, because you get a lot of value. You're already bump, bumping up your Hero Power. You will give up a lot of that when, when the Hero Power... Um, transforms, but you'll probably also immediately play a wildfire to pump it up. 
So that's actually pretty cool. And Brian O'Brien's in chat saying it has a neat interaction with Reckless Apprentice that I would imagine if you get to honorable kill a whole board of two health minions, then all of a sudden you've got a bazooka for a hero power. Um, so that could be pretty cool too. And I think that you're, you're wanting to play this in a deck that's going to play fewer spells and be more thoughtful about the spells that you're playing from each spell school to get particular um, effects to go off. Um, you know, like there's mass polymorph that's getting introduced. Wildfire is something you would very much want to get replayed if you're doing a hero power mage, um, you know, that sort of thing. So I, I think that this is pretty cool for not quest mage support, even though it looks like it on the surface. And I'm actually pretty excited about this. Very interesting. I hadn't thought about it from the standpoint of uh, <clears throat> Hero Power Mage. To me, I kind of think of Zul'jin, you know? It's got a... The recasting is, is nice because you can really kind of set it up, depending on what you want to put it in. So if it is, you know, Hero Power Mage, then that that seems pretty reasonable and uh, be a good payoff for that deck. If you don't draw the... Um, what's the minion that deals 10 damage to everything? What's that called again? Uh, Mask of Cthulhu. Or the <laughs> oh oh the minion uh, yeah. uh, more uh, more dresh more yeah more dresh this is kind yeah. of like another payoff if you don't draw more dresh right yeah yeah I mean it's uh, you probably need both like more dress just doesn't get you there enough you know like when you play that card it's it's generally it's good but it's it's not generally enough to win the game on its own you need more than that so this is more than that <laughs> and um, you know it's actually pretty good in that regard I think. Um, I, I don't, I'm, I'm still a kind of between a three and a four on it. I'll probably sit at a three just because like, I feel like it's a supporting card, but it's probably the kind of thing you could play without. Like you don't necessarily need this for anything. And it's actually like the battle cry might, if you don't build your deck correctly, is going to be pretty underwhelming. Um, but there's probably a pretty good way to build the deck to get this to go off the right way. Um, and, and I think that the, the effect is cool. If nothing else, for like a big card that's not going to see play Quest Mage, probably. So, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of unconvinced. I'm going to give it a low three. Like I'm, I, I'm, I'm hoping someone smart like Brian O'Brien will, will break it open. But uh, just so we see multiple Mage archetypes. But I don't know if, if uh, Hero Power Mage is going to be able to get it done. Well, I mean, hopefully, if not, then you know, this time next year they'll they'll pump it up even more and force it. So. <laughs> So we have uh, the other mage legendary, six mana, five, five minion, Belinda Stone Hearth, not Hearthstone, but Stone Hearth. Uh, and they have a battle cry, draw two spells, swap their costs with this minion's stats. So I've seen a lot of people posting about putting this in your big spell mage and this, and this minion is just insanely big, like a nine, 10 or something for six mana. It seems pretty good. Yeah, and there are a lot of good, like, we got a bunch of spells you want to play. And, like, if you are playing big spell mage, you're going to, you you want to get the spells, you know, down to, fi- down to five, right? So this is going to make, take two big spells, make their cost five. So it swaps, I believe, one with the attack and one with the health. And so you're going to get a big minion on top of this for six mana, plus you draw two, plus you, you discount two cards that you want to discount, like... In that deck, this is like the reason you're playing Big Spell Mage. I think this is one of the build arounds pretty easily. Cause you you're going to you're gonna build your deck in a way that's going to abuse this, and then this is going to do a ton when you play it. The win rate on this card is gonna be nuts, right? Oh yeah. Play yeah, I think so. Away. Yeah. I mean I want I want to get the play twenty mana's worth of spell for five mana, not for nine, right? So like 
or eight or whatever it costs. So um, I think this is a five. I think this is the reason you're playing big, big Spell Mage. I mean, one of the reasons. There's another reason because we get to play Puzzle Box again. But in order to do that and not die, you need something like this. Because like we used to play Naga Sea Witch in that deck. And this is probably better than Naga Sea Witch. Because you're actually drawing the cards. You don't have to have them in your hand already. Does Big Spell Mage only run big spells or do they are they going to want to run small stuff all right i mean they I probably you, you, only run big stuff because of this right yeah usually you're generally only running big stuff like when we had big spell mage the last time it was because of dragon's fury i think is the name of the card that did that was the aoe that did that like revealed a, a spell for your deck and did damage to the, your opponent's board based on or i guess it was the whole board um based on the spell of that and you generally ran nothing that was less than like five or six um, I think this would be kind of the same thing. I think you won't, you wouldn't run anything that costs less than five, and probably most of the things would be would cost more than five. And then you just have like a lot of you you would have like scorpids and wand makers and whatever to kind of bridge you to that point. I'm trying to trying to convince myself to give it a five. I don't know. I'm between a four and a five on this one. I agree with you. It's really strong. Um, I don't know. I feel like. I feel like on its own it's maybe a five but then there's this question of is this deck gonna be good like if you don't draw belinda are you just getting murdered a lot before you uh get yeah. your end of game stuff yeah you might <laughs> <laughs> you might get murdered it'll happen but i'm gonna give it a I, four I mean, just because i'm 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 planning yeah. to, to eat all these mages we go with that yeah fair enough yeah, I mean, you know, for for I mean, this is like you know, having to conceive of turn seven as a hunter. I understand is is difficult. So I'm talking about mountain bears. <laughs> so I don't know. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> really good card. Though. See, it's mountain bears, just spells. But anyway, yeah. so one of those one of those uh, big spells is mass polymorph, which is seven mana, arcane spell, epic, transform all minions into one one sheep. Um, yeah, there's a lot of death rattles. There's a lot of big minions, you know, that get buffed. There's Handbuff Paladin, there's Warsong Wrangler, there's, you know, Priest play, you know, playing Nasmani Bloodweaver and then playing a million spells on it. Like, this is, a, and, and, you know, things that bring Death Rattles back, you kind of need to have an effect like this. And, like, we had this on Kazakus, and you would play, you would pay 10 mana a turn from now. You would play, you'd basically pay 14 mana for this effect sometimes, Right when we had Kazakus. So just being able to run this in your deck and be able to tutor it with, with several cards that we have in the deck. Um, this is very, very, very good. I agree with you. And this card directly counters all the fun things I like to do. So that makes me oh, sad. for me too. Uh, yeah. For both of us. <laughs> yeah. I am wondering like, you know, if you live to, you know, if you live to cast this against an aggro board, you may still be taking seven damage the next turn from all the sheep, right? So, yeah, that happens. Uh, I don't know. But like it, it, you know, it it seems like maybe more of a meta call than we realize. I guess I don't know how many big spells we're going to need to get the right synergy popping off. Um, but it's certainly quite good. I think I'm between a three and a four on it. Maybe a four, but yeah, I I, yeah, I think this is a four. I think that you're you're running like you're always running this, right? Like this is something you're going to run. You you kind of have to in that deck like if you're playing big things then and i mean you're not necessarily playing this on seven right like you could play this and then you know coin out a reckless apprentice or um you know or or have something else that does one damage aoe to the board that that can clear like there or generate like well arcane explosion isn't in the meta anymore but 
you know, something like that that can that can clear. So you're not necessarily just playing this on seven and saying go. I mean, you might be playing this for five anyway. True. Um, so I, I think that this is, if nothing else, this will counter a bunch of effects. You kind of need something like this for all the death rattles that we have in the meta. When Belinda Stoneheart comes out with seven on one of her uh, power and toughness, I'm going to be swearing under my breath. <laughs> oh no, they have mass polymorph. <laughs> you might you might swear more when it's nine. Yeah, well, fair. Fair. That, that's the next card. Uh, nine mana, Rune of the Archmage. Cast 20 mana worth of mage spells at enemies. I'm going to give this one a five. Yeah, I mean, this is Puzzle Box, right? It's t- 20 mana instead of 10 spells, so it's not going to play itself repeatedly. I guess it, hopefully it can't play itself. I think we've learned that lesson from Puzzle Box, and I, I think they hopefully are not going to let that happen. But... Um, it, it can cast untargetable, spell, untargetable spells as well, so they don't have to be at enemies. But enemies also means face, right? So there are fireballs and ignites and whatever that can go face with this. Um, and I mean, we've we've seen people do all kinds of things just to cheat out puzzle boxes in the past. I expect that this will be the same thing. I, I think this is th- this is the other reason you're playing big spell mage is just to be able to play this this and roll the dice and see what's in the box, and you know hope that you win. And you'll play this, and you'll play, uh, you know, Solarian, and you'll just generate a whole bunch of crap and ma- and get on Trollden, and everybody will, everybody will be happy except your opponent. This doesn't have a spell school on it. Yeah, that's something. But yeah, this is a five. You're, you're playing this. It, in that big spell mage, you're playing this every time. The fact that it's at enemies to me is just kind of nuts, right? It takes it from being a... You know, a fun little RNG thing to just just domination. Well, I mean, think about how often Solarian like kills their kills the player who played it with fatigue damage, right? Because like you know, cram session will still cram session arcane explode arcane knowledge like those things will still be there, and if you play this too late, like you could end up decking yourself. So that'll happen, right? It's not necessary. Or or how many times that like. Solarian plays like you know two secrets and three spells that don't do anything and calls it a day, right? Right. Like that'll probably ha- that'll probably happen less. But like I mean, you play one like mass polymorph and like that's a third of this gone, right? And if they, if your opponent doesn't have a board, then that's that's not really great for them. Great okay, for or okay. if the person who's playing this, you know, doesn't uh, your opponent if the opponent of the person who's playing this doesn't have a board words, then um you know then that'll be bad for them but and, and there's like you know there's things like targeted draw and whatever or like wildfire that can come out and um you know be or or you know grand finale and it summons 188 right and that's like half of this so there are things that can happen if we're rating it based on how often it's going to be enrolled in videos it's definitely a five right oh yeah oh you're gonna and you're gonna be annoyed every time your opponent plays this guaranteed <laughs> it doesn't matter what the outcome is uh so that's good. That's a five in and of itself. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to leave it at a five. I'm just, I feel like I'm just going to kind of clench and, and just wait when this comes down and not, you know, some games I'm going to lose and some games I'll just get incredibly lucky and have no idea what happened. So can't wait. <laughs> yeah. So ice blood tower is a 10 mana objective spell. Um, at the end of your turn, cast another spell from your deck last three turns. So this is the one I'm not sure about because, like, you can build your deck in a way that this will be fine, 
right? Like, you don't really, like, you're fine if you're just going to, you know, play, you know, Rune of the Archmage and Grand Finale, and Deep Freeze is fine, because that'll target an enemy no matter what. Um, like, there's a way that you can do that. I just don't know if you really want to. Because, um, like, some of those spells are still situational. Like, you don't want to just randomly mass polymorph, right? Um, so I don't know if this... This feels like Trick Totem, like, times a million. And we don't play Trick Totem for that reason, just because sometimes it just, like, does horrible things. At least you know what the, what it, the range of things it can do. But I just don't know if it's really viable to build a deck in a way that you can play a whole bunch of car, a whole bunch of spells that are good no matter what the situation is. That's a really good synopsis. I'm not sure I could add much better to that. Like, obviously, it's great off of Belinda. But if you don't get Belinda, it seems almost unbearably slow. Yeah. I mean, maybe you're doing this with the hero card to get them to... Because those are the kinds of cards you want Varden to replay. But, like... I don't know. I, I, I'm at a three with this because I feel like it's going to be in the decks to start with. I just feel like it's going to fall out pretty quickly. Two. Because I, yeah. I can't fathom it. I'm hoping I don't have to. Uh, All right. Have... So do you want to do you want to do this next card? Uh, why, don't, why don't you do it? Are you going to sing the uh, Frozen song with oh, it? Oh, I'm, I'm not singing. No, oh, this okay. is not. This is not the Happy Heartstone. We're not singing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, so three mana. Build a snowman. Uh, summon a 3-3 snowman that freezes and add build a snow brute to your hand. Um, is the brute a 5-5? Five, five? Yeah, hang on. I'm, op- I'm opening that up because I realized oh, I should have pressed that thing. Yeah, so the, um, so the the build a snow brute is 6 mana that summons a 6 nix and adds add, build a snowgre- a snogger to your hand. And build a snogger is 9 mana that summons a 9-9 nine, nine that freezes. Interesting. Interesting frost spells that could be replayed off the, the hero card. Um, so this kind of, it seems like a nice little value engine. Um, definitely very cute. I'm not sure if it's going to see play. I mean, it gives you minions in the early game and in like a not big spell mage deck. Is that something that mage players want? I mean, it's an untarget. It's a, it's a, a frost spell that doesn't need to be targeted. Oh, that's true for quest. Yeah. So for Quest Mage, maybe you play this. Just, I mean, they. There have been times, not often, that they played Shattering Blast for no value, just to be able to advance the, advance the quest. Like, I, I don't know if that's something you do, but I think that people who are playing Quest Mage at this point are irrational people to begin with. <laughs> so they're going to do whatever they need to do to get that deck to work. So that's about something that's, that they can play. I just, I, they're, they're, like this is like bad um, Pyros. Right, like mm, yeah. Pyros was just cheaper. I mean, the freeze is nice, but how often is that really going to matter? Like, how often does Mage want like these big spells? I mean, yeah, you can replay it, but you're you just as likely to get the three three as you are to get the nine nine. They're just better things. You, I mean, you can discover this, and it's probably fine. But that's why I'm at a two with it. Like, I would take this off of Scorpion. I don't think I'm ever playing this like on purpose in a deck. This except is- maybe in Quest Mage because I'm I'm like I haven't taken my meds that day or something. <laughs> This is going to be the card that, you know, my the mage discovers that freezes my big thing that I can't yeah, get it is. lethal with. Oh, it sure is. Yeah. Yeah, I'll give it a... I'm going to give it a two just because I can't fathom anyone putting it in a deck, but I could be wrong. All right. And then Arcane Brilliance is a four-mana rare spell. Um, it is an arcane spell. 
Add a copy of a 7, 8, 9, and 10 cost spell in your deck to your hand. Uh, Druid had this card and it was played occasionally. Um, this is bad if you get it off of Belinda, but it's not disastrous, right? It, it'll reduce her health or attack by one. Um, and, and generally, like, you want Belinda, or I guess if you're playing the, the tower in this deck, right, then you kind of want the tower. You don't you don't want to draw the cards at that point. You want the cards in your deck so that oh, the yeah. tower can play them. Um, and there is only the tower, right? So, like, if you're not playing the tower, then we're talking about, like, three, draw three. Um, and so we're talking about, like, Deep Freeze and Grand Finale are eight. Flame Strike, Mask, Mask of Cthulhu, and Mass Polymorph are seven. Only Rune of the Archmage is at nine, and only Ice Blood Black Tower is at ten. So if you're playing, I mean, you're probably playing Mass Polymorph. You're probably playing Rune of the Archmage. Maybe you're playing Tower, and then you, you probably want like either Deep Freeze or Grand Finale to get replayed off of Varden. So, um, you know, you can't necessarily use those right away. But Druids played that card to draw, you know, seven, eight, nine, ten. I forget what the, the, the name of it was, but that broke wild for a while. Um, that card. Now, again, that that had Twig of the World Tree and and Aviana and everything else. But this this is still a kind of a spooky card. This seems like one of those things that'd be really good against not Face Hunter and really bad against Face Hunter. So I kind of like it. Yeah. Oh, actually, I said draw. It's not draw. It's add a copy. Add a copy, yeah. So that's a big difference. So you're getting extras. So you're not actually taking them out of the deck. You're adding a bunch of stuff to your hand. If you're running... So maybe you're running things like the Knolls that, you know, get cheaper when you have stuff in your hand. You probably get stuff to discount, you know, the cards in your hand anyway. Um, You know, I guess if you're... If you're you're not running in Cantor's Flow in this deck, so we won't even talk about that. But I I feel like this is you know this is something that will be played because people will want to play as many copies of Rune of the Archmage as possible, like realistically, right? Like forget if it's good or not. Like that will happen. Right. <laughs> so because like people are there's going to be a deck day one that the sole purpose is just to play Rune of the Archmage as many times as possible. And, you know, God bless those people. Um, so I think this will see play. I just, I don't know if this stays in the deck, but it feels like getting extra copies of the big spells when you get to the big spell point in the game feels like a thing that that deck might want to do. I'm going to give this a three, I think. It seems like it has potential. Yeah, yeah I'm at a three on, on it also. Uh, I'm, I'm, I want to give it higher, but also, like, Mage doesn't have all the things that Druid had that made this really scary, so. Okay. Moving on, um, I liked your synopsis there. So we have Siphon Mana, two mana arcane spell. It deals two damage, and Honorable Kill reduce the cost of spells in your hand by one. So this card seems pretty good to me. Reducing... Yeah. Now, depending on what you have in your hand, maybe if you kill something kind of early, your hand isn't super big, but this could be serviceable. I mean, you can play minions that this will kill, right? Like, if you really, really want to get the reduction 
right? Like you can play to like wand thieves, right? Like you go, you do, you know, do something wand thief and then play this to kill it. If you really, and then you get to, then you get to discount the thing you got off the wand thief. So I, even without like, just for a second, even without honorable kill, it's two damage that goes face. We're playing this, right? True. Um, cause we, you know, we played rune Dorb. I think rune Dorb rotates. I'm not sure. Um, I think Rundorb was was uh, I, I could be wrong. I thought that I think that was um, was Darkmoon Fair, but maybe it's not. Maybe that was Barons. But either way, we play Rundorb. We'll play this. Um, so we're dealing two damage. We'll play it. Um, but yeah, there, it's not too hard to set up an honorable kill with your own minions. To uh, oh, Rundorb, I'm being told by chat is is not rotating. So even then, but, we, um, is it Octobot yeah. busted? It's not Octobot busted, is it? It's not Octobot busted, but I mean, if we're playing big spells, right, then, well, I mean, if we're playing big spells, we're not playing this, right? Because this is not a big spell. And we don't want to like be drawing this. Quest Mage card? Oh, I'm sure you're, you're going to run it in Quest Mage. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's just like, it, it's it's a backup plan for when, you know, uh, Encantress Flow doesn't go off, right? Um, but yeah, I mean, Quest Mage, you're certainly going to play it. And I'm sure that there are other spells where you want to be able to, like, like, if you're doing a spell damage mage... And you just want to get a whole bunch of burn going down, or Mozaki Mage, like you'll play this. If you're playing spells that are cheap enough that you want to get them discounted so that you can throw a whole bunch of them at face at once, you'll play this card. It's an easy four. I don't think it's a five, but I think it's because I don't know that it's a build around, but I think it's a key part to a lot of decks. Give it a four as well. All right. And then, um, so moving on to Amplified Snow Flurry, which is a two mana, two, three elemental battle cry. Your next hero power costs zero. And freezes the target. So this is basically um, brain freeze, except that a it's not rotating. B it's not a spell, so we can play it in, in big spell mage. And um, you know it's, it's well, really that that's most of it, but that's good enough, right? Like you don't have to worry about the combo. I mean, brain freeze usually costs two anyway, right? Um, because you're you have to combo it. So this is kind of the same cost as brain freeze. You get a two three body. And you also get to free something, and it does, you know, hero power damage for, um, you know, for for hero power mage. It probably doesn't do three unless you've been really lucky with wildfires, but that's probably okay. I think this is really good. Brian's noting in chat that you can freeze the opponent's face, so that could be relevant. Oh yeah, um, that's very relevant against Demon Hunter a lot of the time. Yeah, I think this is super good for disrupting early tempo, right? Against aggro decks. So I, I agree. Yeah. This is like an easy slot in for a lot of the new mage archetypes we're going to have. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. I think this is an easy four. This is a pretty good, good include in a lot of decks if we're playing minions. And I think we're finally getting to the point where we might have to play minions finally in mage. Hey, I'll get a four too. All right, uh, shivering sorceress, one mana two two. Oh my goodness, when, when's Hunter going to get a one mana two two? Battle cry, reduce the cost of the highest cost spell in your hand by one. So this is pretty good in big spell mage, but maybe anything, right? Not... Yeah, it could be anything, but certainly big spell mage needs this to be able to play some of these spells at like a reasonable time. Um, like you kind of need, you need this card for big spell mage, right? Like it's it's a it's early tempo. It's a minion you can play. It does something to help you get your your game plan online faster. Yeah, this is there's there's not a whole lot to talk about. This is just very good. If we're not playing like pure like like no minion mage, we're playing this card probably. Yeah, I think it's an easy four. Yeah, I'll give it a four too. Sold me. Yeah, then we can unnerf a whole bunch of the cards that mage had nerfed. So there you go. Oh yay! <laughs> <laughs> Hooray! 
Uh, it's my turn for a hero. Yes, yes. Uh, so we have Lightforged Cariel, seven mana for Paladin. Gives you five armor and has battle cry deal two damage to all enemies, so consecration basically. And you get to equip a two five immovable object weapon, which, as I understand, if I'm remembering correctly, doesn't lose durability and you lose, you take damage, you take half damage on your hero rounded up, I believe. Yeah, yep. And the hero power is give a random minion in your hands plus four plus four. I'm not getting ahead of myself. So, yeah, this. Seems quite good, especially in, uh, you know, maybe more of a controlling paladin, but also seems nice just as in like an auto include in Librem Paladin as a way to not get OTK'd by a lot of the uh, counter strategies out there for Librem Paladin. Yeah, I mean, the, the problem with Librem Paladin is like, you know, Quest Mage is a bummer, like Garrett Rogue's a bummer. Um, it's, there's a lot of card, a lot of decks that just kill you from 30 that. Um, even like, you know, I don't know how long this would last against something like, like, um, like Blackborn Tamsin, but you know, it, it would slow it down a little bit. Um, against those decks, it's really good against like an, like, like something like an aggro druid. It's not as good just because like the, the damage rounded up means that they're still going to get a lot of their damage into you. Um, but it's, it's not bad. I mean, the, de- the, the, you can still attack with the weapon. You're going to take half damage when you attack with it. You're not going to lose durability, so you don't have to worry about attacking with it. You get to attack for two for the rest of the game, right? On top of having the hero power of buffing your hand. Um, I just, I don't know how much it's going to matter, right? I, like, if we have a, de- I, this is a good tech against OTK strategies. Like, this means that, that you know, Ilganoff and Garrett and Quest Mage have to do 60 instead of 30, effectively. Um, so... You know, and I guess like the battle cry will help against some of those boards, but I mean, if it's an arbor up board, that's probably still not going to matter as much. Um, so there's still ways to get through this. It's still probably something in a slower paladin you're going to run. Like I, I don't see why you wouldn't, right? Like it's you pay seven mana for that weapon, um, even if even without the hero. I mean, the hero power in those decks is generally useless anyway. So at least it's giving you something of a, of, a, of a hero power that's useful. To get your big taunts bigger, mm-hmm. and then you get to do the you get to do the uh, the Deathstalker Rexar thing, and um, you know it's 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 good. I, I think it's a it's it's probably going to be a little bit less overwhelming in practice than it is in theory, but it's good. Yeah, like I've seen people saying this is going to dictate tech cards, right? Like everyone's going to be running Viper because of this card. Eh, not... They probably will. Yeah. I mean, you will kind of have to, but I mean, you're probably running Viper in those decks anyway because it's tradable. Um, you just run like one less guild trader because it's going to be better than the guild trader in that scenario, right? Make all the OTK players learn a lot more math they didn't know before to try to. Oh, good. <laughs> Nothing more than I love than an OTK player having to do math on the fly. <laughs> I, I think I think this card is really good. Um, I'm, I'm, I, I feel bad even giving it a four. I think I want to give it a five. Okay, I'm I'm in a three with it because I just feel like. It's going to be good, but I feel like it's not going to matter as much as people think it's going to. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm scared of it because I know it's going to be super good against Hunter. But Right, yeah. I mean, I, you know, I, I, I'm less worried about it playing Priest, so... I'm going to be you know, miserable not, not, into this card. We're not yeah. doing... Uh, yeah, we're not, we're not doing Mind Blast Priest anymore, so, you know, it's not as scary. 
Well, Tonk- I guess technically we are, but we'll get to that tomorrow. Like, I like killing Libram Paladins with Tonk, and this makes killing people with Tonk way more difficult. So, I'm, yeah, it I'm definitely excited. does. All right, moving on. Okay, so moving on to um, to Satan the Scarlet, I think is how you pronounce it, um, which is a three mana two two legendary minion with rush. Whenever this minion gains attack or health, double that amount wherever this is. So this is a pretty obvious hand buff paladin card. It's probably fine in Libram Paladin too, and I, I don't think there's a whole lot to really think about, right? Like. It's a pretty good effect. There's already a deck that abuses this pretty hard. It's and this is something that can be removal and will continue to get bigger as it gets buffed. If it gets buffed in the hand, if it gets buffed in the board, if it gets buffed in the deck, doesn't matter. It just becomes like this big thing. You can play it on on three, and it's probably even just decent on curve, or you let it build up in your hand, and then this becomes a battering ram, and then you clear some big taunt out with it. Either way, it's good. Can Paladin buff their deck at this point? Yeah, they have that. There's that spell that gives like all minions in their hand and deck plus one plus one. I think. Interesting. Yeah, I think this card's crazy good. I probably will give it a four just because it's just because it's not something you're going to put in every deck. I'll probably go four on it. But in the deck, you know, in the buff Paladin deck, this is going to be nuts. I think. Yeah, I'm going to give it a five because I feel like it is going to go in every deck. Um, because there's like there's no there's no downside to it. Like, most decks are running, like... You put in any deck with Cariel, right? <laughs> yeah, or like, or like you know, a deck that runs Hand of a Doll, right? Like, you know, if if you're not running Librams, then you're running, like, the... You're running the weapon that that buffs, um, you know, that buffs whenever a Divine Shield gets lost, right? Um, I, I feel like there's... this Like, buffing minions is a thing that Paladin does. So, it doesn't have to get nuts... It doesn't have to, you don't have to go all in on that for this to just be like better than Cariel, right? Like Cariel's a four mana four three, right? This will be a three mana four four a lot of the time. And that's fine, right? That's, that's, that's good. So I, I think that's probably, if it's an auto include in every deck, I'm, I'm willing to give that a five. I'm gonna stick I mean, you're running Varian probably, so this is going to get drawn with it. Mm. Um, you know. I'm, I'm gonna stick with a four, but I, I agree with you. It's probably gonna be in every deck. I'm just I mean, not... it's, it's like Mer- like Merger McGurgles in every deck, right? Like it or almost every deck. Like it, it kind of fits that same slot. Like if it's not a, a full on hand buff deck, I'm wondering if it's gonna be that if it's gonna be as good or more medium. Yeah. Well, I mean, what's what deck is not full on hand buff? It's Librum, right? Or so you Librum. keep playing Librams. Every Librum gives a plus two, plus two. Seems okay. Yeah. <laughs> you you play this with you play this with um you know. With with Liadrin at the end of the game, that's kind of terrifying. Yeah, yeah. You, you could do that for ten mana, right? Like you play Liadrin, you play this, you dump all your Librams onto it. It's what like like eighteen eighteen. But this early and like you can't play this on three in the Librum deck, right? You got to kind of hold it. And... Yeah, if you need to get a thing out of the way, sure you can. You know, it's flexible that way. It kind of scales with the with the with the game in a way. But I guess if your Librams aren't free, this is just a two-two on three, right? Yeah, but if you have a, if you know, if you have a two, a, if there's a Razor Main Battle Guard, you need to get out of the way. You'll do it. True. You know, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna stick to a four because I think it's a little yeah. conditional in a Librum deck. But maybe that's kind of a weird reason to not give it a five. But I'm, I'm, I'm yeah, I don't know. It, it's kind of like patches in a way, right? Like it's just like <laughs> unassuming. It's true, but it, it's just really, really. Let good. me get slapped with it a few times, and I'll, I'll up my yeah. score. 
A Brasswing, on the other hand, is an 8-mana Epic Dragon that's a 9-7 <laughs> that says, at the end of your turn, deal 2 damage to all enemies, an honorable kill, restore 4 health to your hero. The honorable kill uh, applies to the card text at the end of the turn as well. Um, if we're playing 8-mana 9-7s, if we get into a meta like that, then we will be playing this. I don't know what it's going to take for us to get into that meta, but because we don't have things like duel in the meta right now that you normally you would play. Um, this does go face as well. Chad is pointing out, so it does. It is. It's basically casting a consecration, um, and you know you can you can get it out with you know things like commencement or whatever. So there are ways to cheat it out a little bit. But Commencement's still a 7 mana spell, so that just kind of saves you a turn. But if we're playing 8 mana dragons, this will be played. I just don't know when we're going to be playing 8 mana dragons. But I imagine we will probably will be eventually. I agree with you. Well, they, don't, they haven't printed dragons in a while, so this is kind of kind of nice to see a dragon. But yeah, I don't know. Outside of Big Paladin, where this is seeing play, does that get, make us downgrade it from like a three to a two or is it a solid uh, I mean, it's a strong card if you if you, there's a good deck for it i'm still at a f- I'm, i think i'm at a four with it just because like one day there will be a meta <laughs> i don't i don't know if tomorrow is going to be that day or december 7th is going to be that day but there will be a point where we're going to be able to play eight mana minions again that aren't varian oh yeah scenarian ward chat saying this is the good scenario oh yeah scenarian ward is is loving this like this is better in druid than it is in paladin right now <laughs> Oh, it's painful. Yeah, I guess I'm going to give it a yeah. three then. Okay. I think I'm going to four with it just because, like, it'll get there, but I don't know what it's going to take to get there. But eventually it'll get there. All right. And next up we have Stonehearth Vindicator. Three mana, three one, minion, epic. Battle cry, draw a spell that costs three or less. It costs zero this turn. So this seems pretty good. Uh, cheating mana. You get a free three one with whatever spell you want. Yeah, I mean, you, you, it's usually a buff spell, right? So we're going to get to play it on him. Um, or is it is it her? I guess to her. Yeah, I guess so. You know, so, I mean, if it's Hand of, hand of a Doll, you get to draw a card. If it's Liver of Wisdom, you just kind of want to get those out. Um, conviction's good. Um, you know, you know. And so what's like, as long as you want to be playing those spells this turn, you generally do, right? Like the, the Divine Shield... Uh, summon a horse thing is good um yeah i think this is as long as you have as long as all the spells that are like that are buff spells or or secrets i guess secrets are also would would qualify so this is another way to tutor secrets out of your deck oh yeah true um and yeah this seems pretty solid i don't know where it fits but i don't think it's going to be too hard to find a place to fit so that's that's kind of the definition of a three for me paladin kind of likes the extra draw too right they don't necessarily have a lot of draw yeah, I mean it's kind of it, it's kind of like Alliance Bannerman in a way, right? Like a little bit different. Um, I mean Alliance Bannerman is obviously a lot better than this, but it's still kind of getting a card out of your hand and doing something, you know, productive with it. You you really want to pull a three cost spell though, right? Do you do you reduce the number of cheap spells just to make this a little more bonkers? I think mean, I think you're targeting what you're drawing. Yeah, like I mean in a secret in a secret deck, you're draw, you're almost certainly drawing a secret, but I don't know that you're doing that. Like. You know, there are plenty of good buff cards. Like, Hand of a Doll's easy. Liberum of Wisdom's pretty straightforward. That you'd always want that. Um, you know, I, I think there's enough buff spells that are cheap. I don't know if there's room in the that, for this. 
there I mean there's not there's not a whole lot I mean there's not a whole lot of room in Liberin to begin with but yeah. you know you might you might take something out like the horse spell just to um you know to be able to have more draw and guarantee another shot at getting your Liberin's of wisdom out which is really important true um that's a possibility so I don't know I feel like this this will find a place I don't know exactly where how you're going to get it to work but it, it feels like it's something that Paladin wants pretty generically so our resident paladin expert Noodle Swoop is saying, hand, gift, day at the fair, defend the bridge, and even the mount are worth it. Okay, so there's a pretty good selection. I don't even know what day at the fair is. I have to look that one that's up. That's the one that summons uh, Silverhand Recruits. Ah, and if you corrupt okay. it, it summons more. Oh, and, I don't oh, remember exactly. Yeah, I think it's so, like three and five. So this card corrupts that that uh, that card immediately then. Yes, yeah, because it it would – the battle the, – the minion doesn't get finished getting played until the battle cry completes. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. I think I'm going to give this a four. This seems strong. I'm not quite sure how it's going to be good, but it's like... Yeah, I guess I could go up to a four, too. Like, I'm scared of it. I don't know why, yeah. but I'm scared of it, right? So that's, that's probably a good four. Like, it feels like there's a lot of places this will fit. Um, Templar Captain is an eight-mana, eight-eight rare minion with Rush. After this attacks a minion, summon a five-five defender with Taunt. So speaking of a world in which we're playing eight-mana minions, like, if we are... Playing eight mana minions, like this is revert. This is like defensive Ildari Inquisitor. Um, like uh, you know, we get to do we get to attack a minion, and I guess the this has to live is the only caveat because it's an after. So this has to attack something and survive, and then you get a five five. Um, yeah, a five five with taunt. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm into that. That seems like something I want to be doing with eight mana. Like that seems like a really great deal. I'm crying in King Crush right now because this is <laughs> just so good. Doesn't that, doesn't have charge, but oh man, so good. I guess this I'm, is almost never going face if it makes you feel better. I'm just I'm not entirely sure if I'm buying into Big Paladin yet. I don't even know if it's big paladin. It's just like a, a paladin back, a paladin deck that goes to turn eight, which already happens, right? Because we play variant. I don't know. It is. It's an expensive card. I don't know if it's. Uh, and the defend the defender can attack, right? It's like. Uh, it's weird that it's called a defender to me. That's like, maybe I'm thinking in magic terms. <laughs> it protect. It attack. You know. It's true. <laughs> I'm making I'm making memes like the kids do. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know whether to give it a three or a four. I'm kind of leaning three, but just because I'm not sure where it's going to get run. But it's good. Yeah, I, I mean, I think it's a four. I think it's pretty. I'll give it a four too. It, it's pre, it's pretty straightforward. I, I think this is really good. I mean, again, if big paladin's a thing, this is obviously in it. But I think this is just good in any slower paladin, any mid range to to slow paladin deck easily. Cool. All right. Um, All right. Done. Baldar Bridge, not the bunker. Uh, after, it's a four mana spell. After you summon a minion, give it plus two plus two, and this lasts for three turns. So I guess this applies to Silverhand recruits as well. Seems reasonable. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, summon would impl- would include anything that's like you know day at the fair. It would include anything off the hero power. Um, if you're one of the brave souls who wants to try quest paladin, this would work there. Um, yeah, I mean, it's so like you can set this. I mean, it's slow, right? But you can set this up and then have a big pop off turn with, you know, something like Day of the Fair that's been corrupted. This will corrupt. I th- think Day of the Fair, this would get yeah, Day of the Fair costs three, right? So this would this would corrupt Day at the Fair. Um, 
as well. So you get, you know, five three threes, which is, you know, uh, Paladin used to love to do that. Um, so yeah, this, I mean, and it, it'll sit, sit around for a while, right? So even if you don't do anything with it on the turn you play it, it's fine because they can't remove this. Isn't there like, uh, what doesn't Paladin have cards that give you a bunch of minions like Rally or, um, yep, Rally, Day at the Fair, um, you can kind of set this up and then get a bunch of minions on five somehow. And you get the you get the divine shield that gets summoned off the mounts. Um, you know, I mean, any death rattle that summons more minions. If you're playing the eight drop that summons the five five, now it's a seven seven. Party up is that um, a card? Everyone in chat thinks party, party up is a card. Noodle, okay. Noodle Swoop is saying that's yeah, that's the one that summons. <laughs> oh. I don't think I don't think it's ever seen constructed play outside of Noodle Swoop stream, but that's a uh, it's it's uh, summons the five the five two two adventurers. With effects. Sorry, Noodles. I haven't seen that one in, in standard yet. <laughs> yeah. Stand against darkness. Hey, yeah, uh, that 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 sounds like one that. Yeah, that's, in the a, core that's set. a blast from the past. Yeah. Is that in the core set? Stand against darkness. Oh, is that is that in, in core now? That might be. Might that's be. another one I haven't seen. But that's... like galloping savior triggering would get would would be bigger. Um, that's probably more relevant, you know, to you know current reality. So maybe um, this is a quest card. I don't know. It could be good. I'm not going to yeah. rate it highly, but it could be a thing. Noble Sacrifice is a 4-3. Is a That's not bad. Yeah, true. You know? I mean, there's 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 uses. I mean, you need to be going wide with this deck. It probably is in Quest Paladin because that's the way you're most likely going to go wide. Go wide, But, um, you know, if we're ever going to do something like a Dude Paladin, you need something like this. So, I, yeah, I think it's a 3. I think it's, it's the fact that you can't remove it, right, is the big deal. Like, you don't necessarily need to... You know, it's a little bit tempo negative, but then you have a big pop off turn following it or two. So, and you don't, there's no cap on how many minions get the buff. That's what kind of makes yeah, it. Yeah, it's just the cap on time, not the cap on buff. Good. Yep. Uh, okay. So then we move on to uh, Protect the Innocent, which is a five mana rare spell. Summon a 5 5 defender with taunt. If your hero was healed this turn, summon another. Um, we need something cheaper than Liberum of Hope that's going to work with this, because Liberum of Hope is sometimes going to trigger this, but usually not. Um, there are some heal effects that we have, or lifesteal minions. Um, if we're doing that enough, then we can do this. Otherwise, this is a 5 mana 5-5 five, five with Taunt, which is probably not good enough on its own. Yeah, I'm not really seeing um, This is very conditional I, for the cost, yeah. right? Yeah, there's plenty of... like, Which is not to say that there's not plenty of things in Paladin that will do that. It's just you need to be running like a, a non a crooked numbers worth of them, right? In order to be willing to run this, and it's just a matter of like, would you rather just run like a better, you know? It, I mean, yeah, this is a ten ten taunt if you're doing that, so that's probably good enough. But you, I, I've I've played enough um, clerics of oh, what the hell is it? Clerics of Anshi to know that that sounds a lot better on paper than it ends up being in practice because it's not really five mana a lot of the time usually it's seven or seven or eight all i know and i'm bad about remembering all the cards in standard that aren't seeing play but on the only card that paladin heals with other than Librum of hope is the uh is it the two five in the buffed list that has lifesteal that deals damage yeah well there's, there's liver of judgment when you corrupt it um and yeah. there's a couple of that are getting in introduced in this set so I'm giving this thing a um, one. I, this seems way too conditional, and I don't think the healing cards are good enough for it. 
I, I'm at three because if the healing cards get better and they might be good enough now, then it'll see play. But it this is really realistically not a turn five play. This is more like a six or seven. I think that makes it way worse if you can't yeah. get it set up, right? On well, her- I mean, ten ten for seven on seven is still pretty good. That's fair. That's fair. Maybe yeah. I'll get I'll give it a two. It has potential. Yeah. Let's see, maybe maybe some paladin expert will come up with a good good build. <laughs> uh, all right, this one's exciting. Five mana cavalry horn. It's a three two weapon, uh, and it has death rattle. Summon the lowest cost minion in your hand. So this is our some big paladin support finally. Yeah. This is so slow. <laughs> you almost want to break the weapon, right? Like right after you play it and not wait two turns. Well, you play Cario right after it, I guess, right? Like you play that the next turn, but still it's like five mana to get a three, two weapon. Then you need to swing with it into probably a gigantic taunt. And then you got to swing again the next turn. This is not Tuskbreaker. Like, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm at a, yeah, you 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 do, and you have to break it in order to get that. Like, if it was a battle cry, it would be a lot better. This being a death rattle, this is so slow. It'll be it'll be really powerful when it goes off, um, but not. Nah, this is this this seems really ambitious. I'm at a two with it. Yeah, uh, I'll take a two as well. Yeah, I don't think we need to give this a whole lot. Of, it's it's late. We don't need to give this a whole lot. Yeah, of time. Like, I was trying to think of a redeeming factor for it. Yeah. Everything you said sounds great. So, yeah, um, go for it. Okay, so hold the bridge is a three mana holy spell. Give a minion plus two plus one and divine shield. It gains life steal till the end of the turn. So, like this is what I'm talking about. But this is a, this is an eight mana play, but this is still really good on its own. So, like we used to play Lifeforge Blessing, which was the twin spell, and that was fine. Whoops. You have to put this on kind of a big minion for it to be worthwhile for the the cost. I feel like, and uh, I think it's fine, right? Like even if you're just like you're enabling a trade, right? Because like the minion's not going to die, so you're uh, yeah. Like like chats compare this apotheosis. That's not wrong. So and, or I mean, if you get this on you know in in magical Christmas land, you get this on the dragon, right? So you get this on uh, you get this on Brasswing. And, you know, it sticks, you play this, it's got Divine Shield, it gets Lifesteal for a turn, heals you up to full. Like, there's a lot of these types of things that you can do. The new three-mana, the Stonehearth Vindicator that we liked, you get this for free, you put it on a minion you already have in play, you heal up a little bit, that's pretty cool, you get the Divine Shield. And, I mean, you buff things also, right? So, you know, you buff a big minion and then you throw this on, and, like, this this is all that, this is what Paladin did. In, in when they play Big Paladin, they played Lifeforge Blessing on a big thing, and then they healed up to full. So I think this is it's it's a good it's a solid three. Like outside of that deck, you know, it might not see play, but I think this will this will have a place. I really like the art. Um, other than that, I'm not sure I'm not sure it's going to see play. I'm going to diverge and go with a two on this one. Yeah. Okay. My turn. Uh, Vitality yep. Surge, two mana, holy spell, common. Draw a minion and restore health to your hero equal to its cost. So this is another big paladin tool, I guess. Yeah, clearly. (laughs) So, you know, survivability, good. This actually combos with the five-mana spell reasonably, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you draw a minion. You get get two two five-fives that lets you play your Brasswing the next turn. That's great if we're living to seven. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, but I mean, yeah, I think it's, I think it's good. 
I, I, I mean, in that big paladin, you kind of need that. You need something that's going to help you bridge the late game and get those minions out of your deck so you can play them. So, yeah, I, I think that it's a three because big paladin wants it. I don't think you're playing this a lot outside of that. Give it a three. I can see it being kind of annoying uh, in other cases, too. Okay, so we are going to skip the rest of the class cards, and that will be on my stream tomorrow. Um, or for those of you listening on the podcast version, that will be in uh, part two, which will be probably in your in your podcast uh, podcast client right after this one. Um, we are going to do the uh, the not common neutrals, and then we'll do all the common neutrals tomorrow. Um, so that is going to bring us to is this. This is you now. Okay. I did the last. Yeah, so you go ahead. All right. So we have uh, Ivas Ivas, the Forest Lord. It's a one mana legendary 1 1 minion. And as Battle Cry, spend the rest of your mana and gain plus 2 plus 2, rush, divine shield, or taunt at random. And my understanding is you can only get the keywords once. So if you yep. proc this more than four times, you just get plus 2 plus 2 over and over again. So, you know, in magical dreamland scenario, if you're druid with 20 mana, this thing is m- massive and monstrous. Um, but for four, or let's see, for five mana, it's a 3-3 three, three rush divine shield taunt. So it's like a little speedy yeah. tailand or something. Or it's a 5-5 five, five with two of those, right? Because it's not you're not guaranteed to get those first. That's true. Okay. Fair point. So you might, you might end up with like a divine shield, uh, you know, like a... a a 5-5 five, five Divine Shield, and you just die, right? Because <laughs> you were expecting to be able to remove something. Right. But if if you're if you're Druid and you have a lot of excess mana, this is fine. And you probably play this, right? Like, this is really great if you have, like, 15 mana and you get to spend it all and you're top decking because that's where, where you are at that point in the game. Otherwise, eh, this is fine. So it's probably a 3. But I don't... I mean, this isn't... I, I, I kind of got... Um, Oh gosh, why why am I blanking? Because it's because it's late. But the um, the the choose two legendary. I don't know why I'm blanking on his name now. Um, from Uldum. The but the the oh, one yeah. you choose battle. You know, yeah. But um, it's not really that. But it's a little bit more flexible because you could play it whenever. And maybe it's just okay to just get a minion. You know, a butt on the board. So it's probably a three, but I think just really only Druid that wants it. Yeah, I got briefly excited as a hunter. I was See, like, that, thank you. I'll run this with Varian, but you can't even pull it off Varian, so. Yeah, Varian doesn't pull it. So yeah, I don't know how it fit this. It doesn't seem like it's going to go in all the classes. But yeah, I'll give it a three with you. Yeah, Druid probably wants it. Everybody else, not so much. Um, all right, so uh, Vandar. So we got Vandar and Drekthar and... And Drekthar, I can take both of these at once if you sure, want, because we already know what these are. Vandar is Frizz Kindleroost, and Frizz Kindleroost was bad, and this is too. Like, every once in a while it goes off and you're upset, and it goes off about 35% of the time, and the rest of the time you're not getting it on curve and it's bad. Um, so that's, we know what that is, we play with it, it's, you know, it is what it is. And Drekthar is a little bit better. Um, so Vandar is a 4-4... Uh, format of 4-4, Legendary, Battlecry, if this costs less than every other minion in your deck, um, reduce their cost by 3, it, and that doesn't happen enough for it to be worth it. Drek'thar is a 4-4, four, four, a format of 4-4, four, four, Battlecry, if this costs more than every minion in your deck, summon two of them. This is a little bit better for some aggro strategies. I think there's a token dru- a taunt druid that's running this, that because you get two of the minions, two copies of the minions from your deck, summoned out of your deck, and you know, Call to Arms is generally good. You, you didn't mention Nazmani first. Come on. Eh, that's a meme, too. 
I'm upset because I got baited into picking the Alliance card and I don't get to do Nasmani things. Yeah, um, me too. But. So, Drek'thar is in a lot of theory crafts for the next set. There's some interesting things you can do with this, cheating yeah. out three, three cost minions. It's a little bit better than Vandar because it actually does something most more often than not. Like it's a little bit more consistent because it'll it'll when you draw it, it will almost always do something as opposed to Vandar, which is really only good on curve. Yeah, like in Secret Hunter, you can pull Crossroads Gossipers and uh, some cool stuff with it, which is kind of exciting. Yeah. So and it and it th- and it thins you know the small minions out of your deck too, which you know if you want that, then that's fine. I, I think that I mean, you know and then yeah, you can do things with Asmani's. And, you know, and, and kind of meme out that way. So, I mean, this is probably more of a three. Vandar's a one. Vandar's terrible. Um, this is probably closer to a three because at least this has applications. Um, Vandar is just, it's, it's a straight up meme. Love it. Do you want to take an, another new card or do you want me to? No, you can, you go ahead. Okay. So we have uh, Lakolar, the Ice Lord, 10 mana, 8-8 eight, eight elemental, and it has Rush and Wind Fury. And it costs five l- less mana if you have 15 health or less. So nice little safety blanket maybe if you're getting uh, rushed down. Um, potentially really good if you discover it or get it for free somehow. I'm not yeah, sure. If or like, if you're Warlock. Yeah. Druid, I guess, like an alignment Druid card maybe or something. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if, you know, I guess Druid could kind of get down that low and then just heal up the armor rather than than healing um but i I mean i think i don't want this in every control deck um like i don't necessarily want this in priest because i'm healing a lot anyway and if i'm if i'm getting down to 15 or less i'm probably beyond the point where this is going to help um you know paladin if they can throw the lifesteal thing on this is pretty happy about it true um, you know, Warlock certainly would, it, it gets down to 15 health, at, you know, as a strategy, right? So that's something that they would just run because that's a five mana, five mana giant Alec here. Um, so I think there's some decks that want this and, and it's not going to be in every control deck, but I think there are some that are really going to like it. There's, we have an elemental so think, that reduces the cost of this too, right? A little one, two. Oh yeah. Shaman would, Shaman would be able to, um, because it's going to be five less. It's not five, right? So if you're reducing like, if you're playing the the four four battle cries, that'll just start reducing the the, the cost of it to begin with anyway. So it's either an Alakir that you know can't immediately go face, but it may as well, or it's you know going to be coming out for like three or four mana, which is kind of terrifying. Um, yeah, I think this is a four. I think this is going to find a place in a bunch of different decks, and it'll be interesting to see how it gets used. Yeah, it feels sneaky good somehow, but I'm not entirely sure yet. So I think I'm good to give it a four as well. Um, and then we got one card that I think we can both agree on. Yeah. Um, that is is relevant to both of our interests. Hey. Which is Korak the Blood Rager. So, which is a four mana three five death rattle. If this wasn't honorably killed, resummon Korak. And it says specifically resummon Korak, not resummon this. Because there are things that give death rattles to other minions that will not resummon that minion, it will resummon Korak. So you will get another Korak with this death rattle. Honorably killed, again, means that it must be killed with exact damage, meaning the destroy effects, like Twisting Nether, like, um, uh, you know, like Siphon Soul, anything that, that, or like Shadow Word, Shadow Word Death, if it gets big enough, like that sort of thing, do not count. It has to be with damage, and it has to, and then it will come back. If you resummon it, 
with a resummon spell, it will come back because it wasn't honorably killed. So it will trigger. Ah, what about Monster's Parrot? Does does it come back off Monster's Parrot? What does Monster's Parrot do again? Uh, it replays the last death death rattle that triggered. Yeah, so I would I think it would resummon it. Yeah. Oh, this is better. Than yeah, I like so, like you know, the Zarella battle cry we haven't gotten to yet, but that'll resummon it. Anything that would trigger death rattles would would summon another Korak, and then you'd have more Koraks in the pool. So you could end up with a whole board of Koraks, and this is not easy to get rid of. Like honorably killing a minion is not easy, which is what we've been talking about. We've been down in a lot of those. Something that says if it wasn't honorably killed, this can multiply. And this can get pretty scary. Now, again, it's three fives, and that could end up filling up your board. But a whole bunch of three fives that never go away. Hey. I mean, we're into Kalthazad territory now. I, want, I have three crafted a Secret Hunter deck with a bunch of pack tactics in it. This card and pack tactics is exciting to me. Oh, yeah, that's that's kind of disgusting, too. Yeah, and then if you get to resummon it somehow, and then you play, you know, then you play Jewel and Nazoth, you get a whole bunch back. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to have to do some more Jewel and Nazoth shenanigans now that I understand the <laughs> uh, honorable kill part better. Yeah. Yeah. I think this is... I don't know that it's... As, I mean, maybe this is a build-around. It might be a five. I feel like I'm getting too excited if I give it a five, because I feel like this might be a little bit underwhelming. Like, if you have a board of three fives, that might just not get you there, but, like... Like, if you're getting punched in the face a lot, and you play a four-mana three-five that doesn't have any initiative, it's kind of sad. Yeah. But if you're ahead, or if you, you know, can dictate the board at all, or the game state, then it's it seems really good. I think this is uh, this, the, yeah. The, the Ergopad chat is saying this could be the, the Trogzor Mayev on the set. It may very well. This could 100% be Trogzor. I wouldn't say it's Mayev because it's not that terrible. I may, but, I may have to craft this know. one in gold. The more I think about it, we'll see. I, I may also because this this seems like it's worth exploiting. So Correct. I'm at a four Correct. with it. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm at a four with it easily. Okay, I think this is. I think it's a cool card. I don't know if I don't know if it's as good as I think it is, but I think it's really cool. So what about Terran Gorfiend? If Terran Gorfiend eats yeah. it, it's not honorable, right? Yeah, so then you get another one, and then you get the buffed one back when Terran dies. Baron Rivendare, I'm going to have fun with this. It's yeah, good. yeah, you can... I mean, again, you fill up your board with this, you might start getting sad, right? <laughs> but, this is, you know, maybe they're dead by then, who cares? Yeah, maybe. Right? They've conceded out of amazement. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I guess it's my turn. Are we doing... We're doing yeah. epics, right? Yeah, we're doing epics and rares. Okay. So. Uh, so we have Abominable Lieutenant, an 8-mana 3-5. At the end of your turn, eat a random enemy minion and gain its stats. So it seems like a great arena card. Seems like something that would be stupid to get off of a Scenarian Ward. Um, not sure if you put this in your deck unless you're just trying to ruin everyone's fun as a priest or something. Uh, but it seems really good randomly. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I love it off Scenarian Ward. Um, I don't know if I'm, I, you, you have to be really all in to play this, but maybe you, maybe you are, maybe if you're summoning eight drops somehow, right. Then maybe you want this. Um, it's scary. It's definitely going to be, it's going to suck when you, when your opponent gets us off a scenario ward for sure. Um, or, or charge call. Cause you know, somebody charge calls for eight. That's another one that that'll happen. Um, but I don't know if you're putting this in a deck on purpose, so it's probably a two. But, you know, that that's kind of where I'm at with it. But I don't think you're actually going to run a 3-5 that maybe is good if your opponent's exactly playing um, playing big minions. Because your opponent has to be playing big minions, and you have to actually eat that, right? There's a lot of things that have to happen. It could just eat a 1-1. Yeah. 
very random. Yeah, I, I'm not giving enough things ones. This this could be a one, but I'll give it a two. Yeah, I, I'm gonna give it a two because like if you discovered it, you probably play it. Yeah, you wouldn't sure. be, you you wouldn't pass it up. Um, so Popsy Cooler is a three mana three three epic mech uh, with Death Rattle Freeze two random enemy minions. I want this to be. I want I want to be excited about this. First of all, the art is the art is awesome. Um, I want to be excited about this, but I don't know how we're getting this to work. Right, like the, being a death rattle is just—it's awkward. This almost feels like an arena card, <laughs> like uh, not an arena card, a uh, battlegrounds card. Like it's—I don't know how we're getting this to go off consistently, and I don't really want to put it in my deck to try to find out. It's clogging the deep run engineer pool, so they can't, people can't find yeah. Sneeds anymore. <laughs> I don't. I, I. Yeah. I guess I want to say it's a two, but I probably should just give it a one because if I can't even figure out like a use case for it, then yeah. Ironically, I'm probably going to end up getting this off Carrion Studies a lot. You are, and and then you'll probably end up retriggering the the um the death rattle and making lemonade. Yeah. yeah. So ironically, I'm I'll give it. A, I'm going to give it a two just because of that because it's probably gonna, <laughs> just, maybe, just just to not have the one thrown back. In the your golden version is right? probably going to be very cute. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we have Grim Totem Bounty, Bounty Hunter, three mana, four two battle cry, destroy an enemy legendary minion. That's an epic. So it seems kind of fringe. Uh, you know, probably not worth putting in any decks, but could be a weird tech card some sometime. I don't know. I mean, it's like it's like Big Game Hunter if Big Game Hunter was bad. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, like we had Ren Blackhand once once upon a time, and the problem with Ren Blackhand wasn't the wasn't the mana cost. The problem was just like this is very, very, very situational. And like, even with ha- with as many quest decks as are being run right now, I wouldn't even put this in just to kill like a quest reward minion. Like, there's better cards you can play in your deck, and then you're just holding on to this for the whole game. Yeah. Like, no, this is a one. one you're not. Th- yes, don't ones, do this. Finally, yeah, I'll give it a one too. Oh, you, there's plenty of ones when we get to the neutrals. There you yeah, go. don't worry. All right. Um, so Spammy Arcanist, first of all, is an awesome name. And it is a 5-mana 3-4 epic minion. Battle cry deal 1 damage to all other minions. If any die, repeat this. So this is the Defile effect. Um, Defile was a card that saw play even when Warlock was unplayable. Defile saw play. It was printed on a minion as Lord Godfrey. That did 2 damage across the board. But that was 7-mana, and we played that. And we played that even after Defile rotated. Like, I... This feels like a big Spell Mage card to me. In that you're going to need ways that are not spells to clear. At a minimum. There might be other other use cases for it too, but Big Spell Mage is definitely where I'm looking at this. Um, and it is... Re- I mean, Defile is a really, really good effect. Five mana is a lot, but it also can full clear a board. So I think if you if if you're in a meta where defile would be good, I think you're playing this. It's a good tech card. Yeah, I want to give it a three, but in reality, it's going to be something I'm terrible at playing around and wrecks me. I think I'm some, I'm gonna give it a four. It just seems super yeah. strong. Um, if there's any kind of aggressive tokeny kind of stuff, this is just going to ruin ruin their day. So I think it'll I think it'll definitely see play. Yep. Uh, we have Frozen Mammoth. Yes, four mana, six, seven beast. This is frozen until you cast a fire spell. So probably 
mostly a meme, but I think some decks might kind of slot this in. Maybe they'll have a little fire package, be able to run this. In Hunter, we can we can run the bunker, we can run Spring the Trap, and we can play this with explosive traps and actually unfreeze it pretty regularly. So I'm gonna <laughs> run a, a, a frozen mammoth deck and see if we can win any games with it. But I think uh, the effect is pretty cool, and it's a massive beast for the cost, but probably a meme card. Yeah, I mean, I wonder if Hero Power Mage might run this, like, because you're playing Wildfires. I don't know if you're playing enough fire spells to justify it, and this is probably a terrible idea. But it's the kind of thing you could do. Um, you know, I, I, it's, I, I, I mean, it's clogging up the, the four-cost pool for summons is really the thing. And that that's good, right? Like, you need some stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, it's a one. You're not putting this in a deck, probably, outside of, like, really hardcore experiments but I, I love the flavor of it i think the flavor of it's really good that so sort of stormpike stormpike marshals a four mana two six taunt if you took five or more damage on your opponent's turn this costs one um so i guess this is an anti-aggro tool i just wonder how much a two six taunt is going to matter if you're getting beaten down um you know that hard right like i mean you get to do other things behind it which is nice but I don't know if you're running this in the deck just to be able to do that, unless you're in like a hardcore, like taunt, like like taunt warrior or something, right? Like where taunt is like the the in the name of the deck. Yeah, I think it could be. It could kind of fill a niche role for something. It kind of feels like a card that would have been good two or three years ago. Yeah, and you know. And would have been really annoying in an older meta, but now I'm not sure if it would be good enough. Yeah, it's like every time we have one of those, it feels like it's going to be the thing that's going to slow the tide of anger, and it never does. So, I'm I'm going to give it a one. I, I think that it's just like it's you're not playing a four mana two six, and if it's one, great. But you know, I, I just think that's not going to be good enough to run a deck. Yeah, I'll most it a, of the time, go to one too. All right, I get the I get the Frostworld Warmaster then. So four mana, three three, costs one less mana for each card you've played this turn. So maybe you're a rogue, you combo off a bunch of cheap stuff, and you get to drop this for free. We've seen similar cards um, that you can make free end up being pretty good. This one's kind of it's seen some good reviews. What do you what do you think? I, I think it could be good in certain classes. Yeah, I mean it's a rogue card, right? Like it's, it's you know I, I don't. It's like what was the the three two the three two that started off as a three three yeah yeah um, that spell um, something yeah the demon like that that got cheaper with as much da- uh, yeah Fellwing? Fellwing, yeah the the demon that got cheaper with the damage to your opponent like I think an aggro deck might play this but it would have to be a specific kind of aggro deck because usually frenzied Fellwing, thank you thank you chat um, I don't know how often you're going to like you're going to be all in at this point right like rogue could do it but how often is but rogue isn't necessarily doing that like on one right like this has to come out before turn four to matter i just don't know and noodle soup is pointing out that Drekthar is probably going to want to you know those decks are going to want to run Drekthar. this doesn't get play with Drekthar. i think this is probably like people freaked out about this because they remember frenzy following i think this is probably not as good as people think it is Iron Deep Trog is a one mana one two. Um, after your opponent casts a spell, summon a copy of this. So if they cast a spell, they better kill it because 
Um, otherwise, it's going to keep reproducing. And I know you were you were talking about people wanting to run this in Face Hunter, which does make sense. Yeah, I think everyone was initially hype about this when they thought the copying happened when the spell was cast, not after. Oh, they thought it was a whenever. Yeah, yeah I think with the after bit, it might not be quite as good, but it could still kind of snowball if it doesn't get taken out immediately. So yeah, yeah, because if it's an after spell, then the then the minion is gone before the spell when the when the spell finishes resolving and then the text doesn't go off um same thing that same thing that would happen way back you know when we had wild pyromancer and that was an after effect and if the wild pyromancer got killed by the spell that was being cast then it wouldn't go off um yeah so i'm down to like a two on this i think if it was a whenever it would be broken (laughs) but um i mean it's still annoying but i don't think it's quite as as broken as as it would be if it was a whenever effect I'm going to give it a three just because it has potential, and in certain metas, it might be kind of this really annoying tech card that a bunch of spell decks have to try to play around and aren't accounting for. So I think it could have potential. Yeah, yeah fair enough. Cobalt uh, Taskmaster? Taskmaster. That's a bit of a tongue twister. Three mana, two four, battle cry, add two armor scraps to your hand that give plus two health to a minion. I don't know if this goes in like a in a priest deck or something that's trying to make big minions, but it seems yeah. I guess bad if we're and... trying to interfire things, maybe, or maybe you want the extra spells for something because the scraps are spells, right? Yeah, I mean we we have like banana, you have banana buffoon or what? Not banana buffoon, like the the new banana dude. A vendor, banana vendor, banana man, banana vendor. I think yeah, because like yeah. that that's that's how you're getting extra spells for Nasmani, but now you're not doing that because you want to just pull them with Drek'thar, so. Um, yeah, I don't, this is a weird one too. I think that if, you know, if you're, maybe there might be some, you know, some pre, some priest interfire decks that might want this. And, and that I'd probably go up to a three on, cause I do feel like, cause that's going to be dependent on the health of the minion. So I could see it. Um, but I'm not super excited about it, but I'm never excited about interfire decks. So. Yeah, love it. Yeah. I'm going to give it a two because it, uh, yeah. it just seems very niche to me. Okay. Uh, Snowblind, Har- Snowblind Harpy is a three mana, three, four. Battle Cry, if you're holding a Frost Spell, game five armor. Sure. <laughs> like, I. Maybe if the, like Free Shaman's a thing, we'll get to that tomorrow. Maybe. This is something that we want to do. Because um, then they have minions that will give them Frost Spells and whatever. I, I just like. Come on, this is a Hunter card, Wicked. You You play the bunker. You play the bunker on two, you get your freeze or your ice trap, you know, and then you play the harpy and you got armor. Don't you have better three drops than this? <laughs> we could play Mancrick or We really don't have very good three drops. <laughs> yeah, I guess I guess that's fair. Yeah. I guess in a secret deck but... we'd rather be playing petting zoo or but maybe this is some sort of stalling tool of the hunter deck. I don't know. It's <clears throat> this seems like it seems like not a card. I think this is a, this is a good one. I again frost if frost shaman if Free Shaman is a thing, I'll eat my words, but I, I Free Shaman feels like the year of Linux on the desktop to me. Like, I, I just don't, I don't believe in it. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'll, I'll weigh in on that tomorrow. I'm, uh, I'm not sure either. They got some good stuff, but we'll, we'll go into it. Yeah, but I don't know if it's good enough. But so that is going to do it for part one of the card review. So we will be, if you are listening to this on the podcast, there is part two. That is coming. You should probably have it in your. If you by the time you've listened to this, you'll probably have part two in your in your uh, podcast client. If not, it'll be coming out shortly. Um, for those of you on the stream, 
Um, part two of this will be on my stream, which is twitch.tv slash wickedgoodfm, um, which will be at 8.30 p.m. tomorrow, Monday, November 29th, where we will cover the remaining classes and the Arena Commons. So, um, Sid, thank you for doing this. I know this is, um, you know, a little out of your comfort zone having to talk about the cards that aren't Hunter, but I appreciate you uh, doing this. I think this was really great, and I'm looking forward to, uh, to doing the second half, not only because the Priest cards are tomorrow. Uh, I, it was an honor, man. We've got to do these kind of collaboration things more often. I really yeah. enjoyed it, so... No, this is a lot of fun, and I'm really glad we uh, I'm glad we got this to work. So, um, I will uh, I'll just for the podcast um, offcurve.com for show notes. Um, that'll have a link to the spreadsheet. Um, Sid, you want to give um, give your your socials, and then I'll give all my usual spiel, and then we'll we'll close out. Yeah, close yeah. out the podcast. Sidisi TV, S I D I S I. Find me on Twitter or Twitch, and all the Hunter news and happenings. So check me out. Love to talk Hunter with you. We have a Discord and all kinds of stuff, so you can get as involved as you want. We hunter hunter all the time. Okay, and as always, offcurve.com um, for the show notes, also for the Masters Tour stats when there are some, but there aren't any Masters Tours going on right now. Um, Twitch.tv slash WickedGoodFM, which will be where part two of the stream will be tomorrow night on my stream. Um, uh, Twitter.com, tw- uh, on Twitter, at offcurve for announcements when new shows go live. Uh, wicked good on twitter is where my twitter is and um discord.offcurve.com if you want to join the off curve discord as well where we talk we don't just talk about priest things but we do talk about priest things um so thanks everybody for coming out um thanks everybody who was in the stream tonight and um come back tomorrow for part two and uh be good to each other we'll talk soon have a good one